Black. Yo, my boy, what's happening, man? I mean, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Nah, man. Remember what you told oh. us last week? Now, let's try it again. Yeah, let's do that Black. again. Black. What's good, my man? How we feeling? Man, I'm lovely, man. I'm doing <laughs> lovely. How are you today, man? Hey, I'm doing awesome, man. I am doing awesome. I cannot complain. Very excited today for this show. Me too. Very I'm excited. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so many reasons to be excited, but we'll get into all that in a sec. But welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk, episode 71 from your guys, your favorite sportsologists. I am Deja L. Hicks Jr., by the way. And this is your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists back in the building for another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, we are so excited to uh, really crank this one out today, man. But before we get going, Black, I... I guess it's a question, man, that we haven't talked about here on the sports desk, and I want to get your opinion on it, because I don't really think me and you really talked about this and gave our opinion on this matter, man, and um, I want to go to the National Football League to kind of break the ice of the show, man, and uh, over the weekend, we had arguably the best tight ends, one and two, in the National Football League, uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey get paid. Mm-hmm. They got their money, Kittle, uh, highest paid tight end in the league, Kelsey took a team-friendly deal uh, to allow the Chiefs to kind of stay together. And I, and I applaud Kelsey and Mahomes on doing that because the deals that they got are really going to keep this team together offensively and defensively. But George Kittle, you know, he went ahead and got his bread. I can't hate on that either. Yeah. But the question here, who is the better tight end? Who do you want playing tight end on your team? Mm. I see a lot of debate going back and forth about the two uh, tight ends, and yeah, they are the best in the league. So, Black, who's the best and why? <laughs> it's, you really can't go wrong with either one of these guys, man, because mm-hmm. they, they do everything they need you to do. They, they can block. They, they, they blocking tight ends. They can go out. They can go outside, line up as a receiver, come in, line up as a tight end. Yeah. You know, they do a little bit of it all. But if I was if I was picking and I would had to get into it to win a football game and I had to come down to somebody making a catch for me and getting in the end zone, I would have to go with Mr. Travis Kelsey. Okay. I would have to go with him. Um, well, who, are you saying he's better? Because uh, I want to know. That's a hard question. I do understand that. But who's better, Black? Who's better? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy Man. to say who you would want on your team. Yeah, it is. Versus who is the better tight end? Oh man, that's tough, D. Come on now, you know how we get down here, man. Mm, mm, mm. Come on now, man. Um, I gotta go with George Kittle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta go with George Kittle because okay. this guy first is he first he don't has the best quarterback play. In San Francisco, he's been there. He didn't play with uh, the current quarterback. This was the first year he played with him this year. He played with a bike up last year, and this guy went berserk. I mean, kept, the way he was catching the ball, getting up field, running like a receiver. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is this guy doing? But um, if I had to say well, a better one, I would have to go with George Kittle. I like his upside, everything he brings to the field. But like I said, man, you can't go wrong with either one. But if I had to have one, who was the better one? I would say George Kittle. Okay, cool. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. And I'm going to roll with Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey is a hybrid tight end. Don't get me wrong. George Kittle can catch the ball and he can, you know, be rough and tough out there on the field. But uh, Travis Kelsey, like, 
he's literally a wide receiver in the six foot five body. Mm-hmm. Like you can line him up at the X, the Y, the slot. You can motion him out the backfield. I kind of did my homework a little bit and tried to see does Kettle George Kettle go X Y Z and uh, does he come on the backfield? And he rarely does. He he's he's literally in the traditional tight end uh, position, or he might go out to the slot. Mm-hmm. You know, the closest uh, to the line, but. I just can't get over the elusiveness of Travis Kelsey, what he actually does uh, while he's out there on the field, the catches that he's made, you know, the the moves that he does. Like, George Kittle is like you're kind of like an old school type of tight end. He's rough and tough. He can catch it, just kind of maul you and run you over. And I appreciate that about his game. We all remember the Saints run that he had last year. He was just like, get off of me, dog. Ain't none of y'all going to stop me. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I'm looking at Travis Kelsey lining up, he literally looks like Jerry Rice out there, you know, <laughs> in a tight end position, like what he's doing with his footwork and everything. And I agree with you with the quarterback situation. I mean, who is better than Patrick Mahomes? Nobody. <laughs> so I do get you there, man. But I think it takes two to tango. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Kelsey need Mahomes and Mahomes need Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen. So that's just, you know, my opinion. I'm going to go with Kelsey. And, and like you said, I don't think nobody wrong here. Yeah. Kittle, you, Kelsey, you pick. You can't go wrong with neither one, man. Like, Yo. they are the two elite tight ends in the NFL today. Top, Top two. two. One and two. Like, you can't go wrong. It's just about it's just about who you like more. That's all it is. Yo. But uh, shout out to them guys, man, for getting paid. Big money. Yeah, man. They deserve it. It was well-deserved money. Yes. At that position. Most money by a tight end for Travis Kelsey, right? In history, if I'm not for Kittle, yeah, for Kittle, for Kittle. Most money by a tight end in NFL mm-hmm. history. Yeah, I think it was like a like a three million dollar difference between the two contracts. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, you know, Kelsey took the team friendly deal to help Kansas City out to which, reserve the Super Bowl. Which talent. was which which was expected from Kelsey because these guys are on, on a mission and they yeah. want to keep that team together. Yeah, they they trying to have a dynasty. Yeah. And they, they already got one. Mm-hmm. They got one. You know, Kittling and the 49ers had their chance and. You know, Kittle took the money, and I don't blame him. So yep. we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, man, so that's real dope. All right, man, let's get it cracking. To me, that just shows what they expect from me down the stretch. You know, they know what I do. Um, he saw it firsthand when I was a second-year player when he was in Houston. So I'm, I'm sure he has a great memory of that. Paul George just got sent home by me last year. In the Gangster, gangster! So they know that the reason they reacted like that is because of what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect, and it just shows what I've done. Um, at a high clip more times than not. So I'm not offended by it. Um, if anything, it should just tell you how it, how much it hurt them to go through what I put them through in those situations. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Maybach music. Maybach music. Le- LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. You're listening to the sports show. Wow. LeBron James. Le- 
LeBron James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Test, episode 71, man. We got a lot to get into today. We are talking the NBA playoffs. Yes, they are here. We have been waiting. We've had stop and play during the pandemic, but we are back with basketball. The regular season is over, and it is now playoff time. And boy... Are we going to get into it today? Of course, we got your favorite segments, man. Top five. Uh, what else we do here, Black? I'm having a brain fart. Star bench yes. uncut. Star bench cut. We got our tweets of the week and everything that you guys love there. We're going to talk some UFC. All right. UFC 252 took place last night. Miotic Cormier 3. We're going to break down that fight. We're going to discuss the legacy of DC. You know, in our opinions, what would DC be remembered? And, you know, just get into all that good stuff there. And Black, is John Jones really going to go to heavyweight this time? Is he really? He's been teasing us for so long. But is he really coming black? I guess we'll talk about that to find out. Going to talk a little college football as well. Man, Big Ten, Pac-12. They say we ain't hooping. We ain't bowling. We ain't playing soccer. We ain't doing golf. We ain't bowling. We ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know, so we're going to talk about that as well. And then real quickly, man, we're going to get into the WWE. WWE listeners, we are sorry. We are getting it back going. We got a special coming soon. We're going to get right back into it. I know The Fiend is cranking. The Randy Orton storyline is popping. But you guys here at the Sports Desk, we got you covered. We got a special talk we're going to do today. Bret Hart says that Shawn Michaels and Triple H were plotting to push The Rock out of his spot in the WWE. Hmm, you know I don't like that. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? But yeah, so that got a full plate today, man. But let's go ahead and kick it off, man. So we are going to get straight to our start, bench, or cut. New sports desk. Gangsta case. All right, all right, all right, Black. Let's do it, man. So look, I've been thinking, man. We had a lot of talk about tight ends this week. Ironic that we opened up with tight ends. Mm. You know. You got to kind of black. He should know me by now. You know, I like to kind of put the pieces <laughs> together. But I see the look on his face. He might not have seen this one coming. So we're going to talk some tight ends. Now, growing up, black, we've seen some pretty great tight ends. You know, growing up watching football. And then in our adult life, we've seen probably the greatest tight end of them all emerge, you know, in our adult life. So I want to know, man, in my opinion, and I, you know, some people may feel another way. But these are the three best tight ends in my eyes of all time. In your eyes. In my eyes, since I've been watching okay. football of all time. So I just want to see where you at, and you know these guys very well. First up, Hall of Famer from the Denver Broncos, Uncle Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, all right? Multiple, multiple records, man, at the tight end position, okay? Three-time Super Bowl winning champion as well, multiple-time first team and all-pro player. Next up, Hall of Famer, Tony Gonzalez from the Kansas City Chiefs. All the receiving records at tight end, touchdown records at tight end, pro bowler. No rings. No rings. But he's a hell of a tight end. And at number three, can maybe this guy's considered the greatest ever because we ain't never seen nothing like him move out there on the field. From the New England Patriots, now Tampa Bay Buccaneers, multiple-time Super Bowl champion, multiple-time pro bowler, first team, everything. Probably an unstoppable force of nature. Gronk. Rob Gronkowski Black. So, Black, if you're playing a little 707, baby, 
And you need your two tight ends, baby. Black, who you picking up the phone to call and, hey, come on out here and run with us? And Black, who just simply not going to get that call, dog? Yeah. Mm. Talk mm. to me, Black. I know you wouldn't expect that one coming. <laughs> That's the guys. <laughs> but um, I'm going to start mm. Uncle Shay Shay. Okay. I am going to bench Rob Gronkowski, mm. and I'm going to cut Tony Gonzalez. Okay. <laughs> now, Black, I'm with you, dog. <laughs> I'm with you. Every word that you just said, I'm about to repeat those same words. <laughs> so I'm also starting Uncle Shay Shay. Ain't no way I ain't starting Uncle Shay. <laughs> and then I'm also benching Rob Gronkowski, man. And Tony Gonzalez, you just can't play this Saturday. Now, you might can play next weekend, but you ain't playing this weekend. <laughs> You're a great player, great talent. Might not play next weekend either. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Gonzalez, great player, man, in his own right. But boy, I'm with black. Uncle Shay Shay, Ron Gronkowski. Man, we just got to roll with them boys, man. Yes, sir. We just got to roll with them, all right? Good junk. So, y'all let us know out there in the Twitter world. Let us know, man. Who you starting bitching the cutting? Yeah, Uncle man. Shay y'all Shay? get involved and start benching cut, man. Yeah. Uncle Shay Shay. Tony Gonzalez or Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, y'all let us know. All right, man, we're going to transition into our sound of the week. Now, Black, you know, you know me, man. I'm a huge fan of the Colin Cowherd show. I tell you all the time, hey, man, I've been checking out what Colin has been having to say, man. And, you know, it's pretty cool, man. I like Colin. I'm a fan of his. Mm-hmm. But Black, Cowherd got me hot. Yeah, I kind of figured he uh, got under your skin a little bit. I heard some things he was been yeah. saying. Cowherd got me kind of pissed. And it's not because what he said. And it's not really because his opinion. It's just because I don't understand why he said it. I don't understand why this is the thought process. So check out my man, Kyle Cowherd. Uh, let y'all know the business real quick. All right, let's shift to a Laker team. I don't, I don't think it's a championship team. I know I live in Los Angeles and many of you think, Colin's such a homer. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. Lakers are not a championship team. And one of the reasons is they have no wiggle room. You got to have wiggle room to win championships. Bad stuff happens. Guys get hurt. The Lakers have no wiggle room. I mean, yesterday's a prime example. AD's a little off. They, they, LeBron takes a break. Toronto goes in a 10 nothing run. But in the NBA, we tend to think only about the top two players. Start looking at your three. You know, Kyle Lowry's taking a lot of heat because he doesn't deliver in the clutch. But last year, he was their three. It's like, oh, no, Kyle's a really good three. That's a team that wins a championship. So uh, with the Lakers, it's Kyle Kuzma. He's having his worst year, 12 and a half a game, 30% from three-point land. All right, let's shift. Yeah. So that was Callen, Kyle Herb giving his opinion on the Los Angeles Lakers on the sound of the week. So typically, I would take off on stuff like that. But this is not what this segment is about. Mm-hmm. But it is going to set up something so much bigger in just a few <laughs> moments. All right, but before we get to that, man, let's go ahead and get into our top five. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Alrighty, let's get into it. Our top five of the week. So, 
we're going to do our top five players going into the NBA playoffs, okay? So the regular season is over. Everybody who loves basketball and loves the NBA, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about groundbreaking players who can alter a team from winning or even losing. All right. So here we go, Black. Talk to me, baby. Shoot me your top five players going into these 2020 NBA playoffs. Okay. At number five, I have Cal Lowry. Mm. At number four, I have Damian Lillard. Okay. At number three, I have Anthony Davis. Okay. At number two, I have Greek Freak. Oh. At number one, I have Luka Dockage. Oh. Maybach music. Okay, I did not expect <laughs> that from you, sir. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. All right, so for me, number five, I have James Harden. I have James Harden at number five. At number four, I have Kawhi Leonard at number four. And number three, I have Damian Lillard. At number three. At number two, I have Anthony Davis. And at number one. LeBron James. <laughs> Le- LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. I have LeBron Raymond James, number one player going into these playoffs. I'm a little surprised at you, Black. I'm a little surprised. But, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit, man. Because, you know, as a matter of fact, now we're going to talk about it now. Why was Luka Dockage your number one player going into the playoffs? Because I'm just he, curious. Just he's curious. the most important player in the playoffs for his team. Most important. So out of all the teams in the playoffs, you believe that Luka Doncic is the most important player. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I just wanted to know why. I just wanted to know why. You're entitled to your opinion, but I know yeah. deep down inside. LeBron James. Huh. Le- LeBron James. I know what LeBron going to do. 10-4. All right, man. Okay. So we're going to get into our tweet of the week before I get a little flustered. Uh, from <laughs> from blacks. You don't like that. From blacks list. I don't. <laughs> I do not like that. I do not like that. All right, so let's go. Let's go. Where's my tweet of the week? Ah, here it is. Black, black, black. We've been getting some interaction, man, from everywhere, man. Everywhere, man. But uh, shout out to my homeboy, man. Shout out to our guy, Charles Evans. Big supporter of the show. Uh, interacts with me and Black all the time. You know, shouts us out everywhere. Every chance he gets, man. Well, he took it the Bleacher Report on us this week, man, and he's a huge Damian Lillard fan. I just want to put that out there. So here goes Charles Let me and Black and know a little something on Bleacher Report. Hey, Deirdre Hicks and Black, I'm listening to y'all show right now. And on the next episode, y'all better talk about how this is the one team that the Lakers did not want to see in the first round. Dame is playing out of his mind right now. Hey, and by the way, everybody else, go check out these guys' podcast, Reduce Lunch Sports, available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. And oh yeah, by the way, what time is it? It's Dame time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, y'all shout out for the bridge. Oh, my God, boy, you can catch this one, man. We're going too much iTunes, title, Google Play, anywhere you can download music. Go and go get that. Reduce Lunch Records. All right, man. So, yeah, that was my man, Charles Evans. Um, you know, kind of getting on my nerves a little bit uh, with that right there. But shout out, Charles. But, Black, you ready? Yeah, man. Let's go, man. It's time to get into it, baby. Yes, sir. Let's rock and roll, though.
Maybach music. Sir, let me make sure this camera on, dog, because I think these people might go want to see. Oh yeah, you know what we got you going on. You know they gonna want to see this, we, bro. When we drop this yeah. uh, sports, this blog right here. Let's go ahead and get into it, baby. It is time to talk NBA basketball, and it is time to talk about these playoffs, Black. And I know you are so, so, so very much excited, just like your homeboy is. But before we get started, we are going to do our thing here, and we are going to let one of the greatest athletes of our time one of the great performers of our time usher in another great athlete and performer of our time home of the greatest franchise in sports the la lakers and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today lebron james Yes, sir, Lakers. Let's do it, boy. LeBron James. Le LeBron James. All right, Black, let's talk about it, baby. The NBA playoffs are set. Now, I'm going to break down this bracket, and then we're going to get into all of the matchups, man. We are going to take this thing series by series, man. We're going to really get into this bracket right here. So here we go, Black. Let's see. First day, August the 17th. These are the first games that we got coming up on Monday at 1.30, Black. 1.30. 1.30 tomorrow. Yes, Ooh. sir. You have the six-seeded Utah Jazz taking on the three-seeded Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference. At 4 o'clock on ESPN, you have the seven-seeded Brooklyn Nets taking on the second-seeded Toronto Raptors. And at 6.30 on ESPN, you have the six-seeded 76ers taking on the third-seeded Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. And to cap it all off, the night game at 9 p.m. on ESPN out of the Western Conference, you have the seven-seeded Dallas Mavericks taking on the second seed, Los Angeles Clippers, Black. Let's go back up to the top. We're just going to talk about the whole series in general, one by one. Okay. Black, what do you think about the Jazz and the Nuggets? Who comes out of that series? I like, I like Denver in six in this series. Okay. I like them in six. All right. All right. I just think, I just think Denver has too much. They're very deep. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a great coach. I love that coach, um, but they got a lot of uh, young talent. I love what uh, Michael Porter Jr. is doing. I love him, man, mm -hmm. and that starting rotation. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they do and how they handle the Jazz. But I don't like what I'm seeing from the Jazz. They mm -hmm. didn't really look too good in the bubble in the last eight regular season games. Right. So uh, I'm taking the Jazz in this one in six games. Yeah, I'm with you as well. I'm with you as well. Yeah, well, excuse me. I like. Uh, you say taking the Jazz or Denver. I'm taking Denver. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm taking Denver okay, in six. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm going to take Denver in seven, though. I okay. think it's going to go seven games. I like what I saw from Donovan Mitchell the last two to three games in the regular season. He didn't have to play that last regular season game the other night, but he played probably three quarters of it, and he looked good. He was fluent. He didn't look good to start the bubble, because I remember me and you was on the phone that first game, and he was missing everything. Everything. And it wasn't looking too hot, but I noticed he was looking like Donovan Mitchell again. And, you know, they got shooters with Ingles. You know, Conley Jr.'s been playing well later on into the season. So, I think losing Banyanovich is going to really, really hurt them because he's a real good shooter and he can defend well. 
But Denver has a lot of young firepower over yes, there. Yes, they do. A lot of young firepower. And the, the emergence of Michael uh, Porter Jr., man, this kid is almost averaging 20 points in this bubble. And he done has some 30-point games in this bubble as well. Mm -hmm. Combine that with Jokic and all of their skill guards. They got a lot of no-name skill guards that yes, a lot of people do. don't talk about. And it's a real, real, real good coach team by uh, Mike Malone. I'm also going to take the Denver Nuggets to knock off the Jazz in seven games. I think okay. this will be a seven-game series. All right, let's transition to the Toronto Raptors and the New York Brooklyn Nets. Black, what are we looking at here? I think this is, is this is mm. going to be a good one, I think. I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of dismissing the Nets a bit, but we've seen how they played the last two games. Yeah. So, Black, talk to me. Raptors, Nets, how does it go? Oh, man. Uh, if, I, if I didn't see, I was able to see Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets play the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah. And I like what I see from those young guys over there. Yeah. You have no KD. You have no Kyrie. Yeah. No Dinwiddie. Mm -hmm. All their top players are not there. Right. And these guys are competing. Right. They're competing. So I like, I like the Nets. Okay. Uh, but I don't like them to win this series. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Raptors because the Raptors are the best defensive team in this bubble, in this playoff. And I'm going to take yeah. them. I'm going to take them to beat the Nets in five. Okay. 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 I got you. I got you. You know what? For me, man, I am a huge fan now of Karis LeVert. This mm -hmm. young player is going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem in sleep. But you know what, Black? I don't think he remains a net for too much longer. I can't see Spencer Didwitty, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving coexisting. You want to know why? They all need the ball. And we all know who's going to get the bulk of the shots and going yeah. to get to touch the ball the most, and that's Irvin and Durant. But anyway, that's another story for another time. The Raptors. A lot of people don't talk about them. The whole year, even now, the Raptors don't get the respect that they deserve. They're the second seed in the West. I mean, in the East this year, man. <laughs> Rain and defending him. They lost Kawhi Leonard. What normally happens when you lose the best player on your team? You go down. You fall out of the playoffs. You're not even in contention. You're prepping for the draft right about now. And, man, Nick Nurse has done a hell of a job with his team. I love the way these guys play defense and they communicate and they talk. I love Siakam, Gasol, and um, uh, what's my man name from the Thunder, the old Wiley veteran, Ibaka. Ibaka, down low. Yeah. They really cause a lot of problems, man. Kyle Lowry is playing well. Like, they got a lot of young talent around. Oh, gee. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm also going to take the Raptors in five games. Okay. I was going to say six, but I don't know how much that Brooklyn Nets squad can come together and get two games. I think Harris LeVert gets you one. He can get He can get you one. He can get you one because yeah. he just, this kid got it. And, and it's crazy game, to man. me that this kid was a six-man coming off the bench of KD and Kyrie and and then when he would have been playing. Absolutely. He would have been coming off the bench, D, for them. Yeah, and he's shining, it's crazy, baby. crazy, man. He's shining. He taking, he's taking his turn. It's his turn. This kid has it all. He yeah. can hoop, man. Yeah. He's taking advantage of his opportunity. Yes. That's why I don't think, I think he's going to be a great trade asset piece for the Nets. Oh, yeah, he will be. You know what I'm saying? He will I, be. I just don't see him sticking around there that much longer. All right, man, let's go to a series that's kind of going to be letting me down a little bit because, you know, we're not getting a full roster from the 76ers, but still a very good team. So we got the Sixers and we got the Boston Celtics. Black, who do you like in this series? How many games? Um, I'm going to go Boston in this one. Yeah. I like everything Boston brings to the table. Brad, Brad Stevens is a 
a genius yes. uh, coach. So yes. I'm taking Boston. I'm going to take Boston in six in this one. Okay. I think I think the 76ers uh, can get two. Uh, and I think they'll come together and find a way to get it done without Ben Simmons. Yeah. I really believe uh, Embiid, Al Horford, and um, what's my man's name? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. I think they come together and get it done. I think Emb- I actually think Embiid go- goes crazy in this series, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be enough. Yeah. I'm with you, too, as well. I'm going to go Boston in six. Um, I would have took 76ers in seven if Ben Simmons wouldn't have been there. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of – Things to say about Ben Simmons' offensive game, but man, they're gonna miss him defensively. They are. They're gonna miss him on the wing. They're gonna miss his presence, being able to get to the rack at will. No one can stop him. Sixteen, fly, six ten, flying through the lane. They're gonna miss that. Uh, but I think Embiid goes crazy too. Yeah. I don't really. I don't. They don't. The Boston Nobody. has nothing for him. Nobody. No one is gonna be able to do anything with Ben Simmons, man. I mean, uh, uh Joel Embiid. Embiid. They yeah. don't have nothing for him. Boston don't got it. But Tatum. Jalen Brown on the wing. I will be interested to see how Tobias Harris reacts in this playoffs. Because let mm-hmm. me tell you something. If Tobias Harris can get away from that 18-point game average that he has and jolt this thing up to 25, I don't know, man. This might go seven. Okay. It might, but I just I ain't, I ain't seen him do it consistently. So I'm going to hang in there with Boston um, winning this series in six games. One more question on, on that series. How yeah. do you... How are you feeling about uh, Kimba Walker? You think he going to be full goal playoffs or you think they still going to kind of... Question mark for me. Kind of... Question mark. In? Yeah, question okay. mark. That knee situation that he had, we've seen him play here and there in the bubble. You know, if Boston is going to make the NBA Finals, it's going to be a huge reason because Kimba Walker at the point guard position. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to average 20. He has to have those explosive plays that we're used to him seeing. If he comes out here, he's only averaging 15 points per game and not being Kimball, I don't I don't know if Boston gets out of the East. Yeah. I don't know. But we still we we do have to remember this about Boston. Mm-hmm. Minus minus Kimball Walker last year, this is the same Boston team who uh won the first two rounds. I mean well, won first two rounds in the playoffs last no, year. No, no, no. They got eliminated. They got eliminated round. second round. I'm round. sorry. They yeah. got eliminated, but they won the first round and yeah. uh, got and got beat by uh Milwaukee yeah, in the, the second rounds. And in and, and that series went six. Five. It went five? Five games. I thought it went six. I, I, think I it went thought five. it went six. Yeah, I think it went five. Yeah, but um, I'm excited about Boston, man. Uh, I, I love Brad Stevens, man, and everything he does. And yep. put these guys in position to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Should be a fun one to watch, even minus Ben Simmons. All right, man, let's get to it. Seventh seed out of the West, the Dallas Mavericks going against the second seed at Los Angeles Clippers. Black, who do you like in this series? How many games? Um, I'm going to go Clippers in seven in Ooh, this one. Four, seven, Black. <laughs> And um, I'm gonna make a, a early predict- prediction okay. on this series. I like I like Dallas in Game One. Ooh. I like Dallas to win Game One. Gangsta, uh, Doc is just an animal. Problem. He's a problem. Yeah. If no one knows or hasn't been following yeah. Luka Dockage, you better tune in. Yes, sir. I apologize two, last week. Two of the best wing defenders in the league play for the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Luka Dockage averages against both of those two best wing defenders on the uh, Los think, Angeles Clippers? I think it's like 31 points. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I'm, a, and, and, and I'm going out on a limb here, I believe Porzingis shows up and, and does enough to help Luka out. Okay. I really now believe he will. That's I big. Really, I really believe he will. Because he's a question mark. I don't know if he would do it the whole series, the whole series, but I think... 
he shows up enough to get Dallas to a seventh game with uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also going to rock with you on that. I'm going to go, and you know what, man? I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought about picking Dallas. I, I know you to did. Beat this in, yeah. To beat them in seven games, but I'm not going to dismiss the championship pedigree of Kawhi Leonard and uh, Doc Rivers. I'm not going to do that. So these kids are young in Dockage and Porzingis, but they can play. But they also have a championship head coach, Rick Carlisle. They do. Who's been there. And they got a lot of young players and a nice supporting cast around these two. But the one thing I say about the Mavericks year in and year out, they make a lot of bonehead mistakes. A lot of, they do a lot of boneheaded turnovers, you know, in late in these games. I've seen it all year long. And I don't think the Clippers makes those mistakes late in the game. So I'm going to go with the Clippers in uh, seven games. I think PG and Kawhi Leonard get all they can handle from Luka Dockage because they're, they're going to be the ones guarding him late in these mm-hmm. games. They might not start on Luka, but when we get late, we're going to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard oh, on yeah, this kid. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. And if you really look at it, man, Porzingis can't be stopped offensively. I don't see nobody on the Clippers who can stop this man offensively. Everybody hollering about Montrez, Montrez hair cool. Yeah. Montrez is a very nice player. Is he back? He's back. He's, he's ready back. to go. He's yeah, ready he's to ready go? to go. He's ready to go. Okay. So, Trez is a very nice player, but Trez ain't played basketball in six months. He missed all the scrimmage. He missed all of the regular season games. I find it hard to believe that somebody's going to come in here ice cold, cold turkey. In the playoffs. In the playoffs and assert himself and, you know, bottle up a poor Zings. I just don't see it. So I'm going to ride with you on that, Black. I think if this series goes seven, it's going to be because Porzingis comes to play every game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the reason, along with Luka Doncic, they get this thing to seven games. But going to hang in there with the Clippers, championship pedigree, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard, seven games, man, seven. All right, let's transition to Tuesday night's NBA Playoff games. I don't have the times for these games, but I do have the matchups. But I do know the Lakers and the Trailblazers play at nine. But we'll get to them. All right, man. We got the four and the five seed out of Western Conference. We got the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Black. Four, five. Russell Westbrook is not available. He could miss the first two games or potentially the whole series. And Black. Let me set the table for you. Chris Paul, James Harden, first round of the playoffs after all of their beef and going back and forth to end their tenure in Houston together. This is popcorn. This is box office. Black, who you got in this series, man? And how many games? Yeah. <laughs> D, this is, I, I, I got to say, this is the toughest one out of all of. To pick? To pick. This I agree. is the toughest I one. Agree. Oh uh, man, I I I love everything about Chris Paul, man. He's a general, he's a leader. Yes. And we're yes. seeing a perfect example of a team being counted out. From and the beginning. From the beginning. From the in beginning. The, in the in the in the uh in the Oklahoma City thir- yeah. Thunder. Yeah. Well counted out. What is he supposed to make the playoffs? No. We're supposed to be a lottery team, team yeah. this year. Yeah. But Chris Paul has has yeah. led this team, got these young guys, put them on his back, and he's and this team is doing is doing great things, man. So, with that being said, <laughs> dang. God, D. It's tough, man. Go ahead with it, baby. No Westbrook. Possibly. Possibly. I'm going out on a limb here, D. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Thunder and Seven. Wow. I didn't think you was going to say I'm that. I'm going to say Thunder okay. and Seven. I think, okay. I think these young kids who are rocking with Chris Paul mm-hmm. are being overlooked. 
Mm-hmm. They have two. They have two great kids, and I can't get their name off. Shay, Shay Iglis Alexander, I, Iglis Alexander, <laughs> Shay Iglis Alexander, yeah. and the other kid. I can't think of his name. It's one. It's it's one other one that comes you got off Ad, the bench. You got Adams, the big man. You got down Adams. You got Robeson back. Yeah. So you got you got key parts, and you got Adams, who's been who's played in meaningful West playoff Thomas basketball. What's the conference final? So uh, <laughs> I I know D, but. Okay. I like I like Chris Paul to get that get back, and it just it's it's more, it's more than likely going to be just him and James Harden out there. When it comes down, when to it, it comes down yeah, to, yeah, when it comes down because, to, because yeah, like you just said, Westbrook may not play this series. He may and he may not. Why not? You know, I think if if things start to get a little ugly, they'll probably try to see if they can push him to get him back a little sooner. But I think uh, I think the Thunder shocked the world, man, and make some noise and uh, get Houston out of here. Okay. I toss and turn as well. Back <laughs> and forth, back and forth. I would love to see Russell Westbrook healthy and playing this series. And it, it does suck that um, he's not available right away. Um, but I'm going to take the Rockets in seven games. Um, look, James Harden is a round one playoff MVP. He just shows out <laughs> round one year after year after year. He Jeez. just drops bombs. He goes crazy in the first round of the playoffs over and over and over again. And I know Chris Paul is going to have get back on his mind. He's going to be tough. He's going to be rough. He's going to be really out there trying to prove a point, not only to James Harden, but to the Houston Rockets altogether. And he does have Alexander with him and Robeson with him and Steven Adams with him. A really good team. Really good ball coach and Billy Donovan as well. But man, look here. It's raining threes. The Houston Rockets shoot 63s a game. 63s a game, Black. Like, the numbers that they're putting up is unprecedented with the three-point shot. And like everybody knows, if you know simple math, threes are more than twos. Yeah. And the Rockets are going to be letting them go. Mm-hmm. They're going to be letting them go. I think it's going to be a tough. I think we're going to see a lot of one-point wins, three-point wins, five-point wins. But ultimately, man, I'm going to take James Harden and the Houston Rockets in seven games over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's without Russell Westbrook. I don't okay. even think they need Westbrook to win this series. Hmm. It'll help if they have him. It will. Because the young kids and Alexander, I don't know. I don't. Fred said this. A shout out to Fred. Fred said this along, like, in, early on in the season in the NBA. These players who haven't been in these type moments. We saw it yesterday with John Morant. John Morant had a good game, but clutch time? Turnovers like crazy. He was shaky like crazy. C.J. McCullough killed them. Full straight possessions. Bang, bang, bang on John Morant. He ain't been there. He wasn't able to adapt to it. So I don't know how much Alexander and Robinson and those boys are really going to... Dennis Schroeder, he ain't played much playoff basketball. I don't know. I know Chris Paul has. I know Steven Adams has, but I don't know. I'm going to stick with the Rockets. Seven games, Black. All right, Black. I'm going to say them for last. Y'all already know who I'm talking about. Let's transition over. We can get this on. We can get this one done quickly, Black. You have the number one seed of Milwaukee Bucks taking on the eight seed Orlando Magic. Black, what you got? Bring the brooms out. Bring get out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. It's hard to yell when that bat rouse in your mouth. Yeah, it's nothing to talk about. Yeah, 10 4. Okay, here we go. Let's transition over. Mm, this is gonna be good. The fourth seed in Indiana Pacers and the fifth seed of Miami Heat. 
Yeah, Black. What we talking about? Who you got in this series, man? Pacers, eat. Let me know, Black. Yeah. Ooh, man. I think this is like right there with Houston, no KC. It is. It is. <laughs> this was a tough one to think about. I was thinking about this one last night as well. Uh-huh. And it's tough, but... I love Jimmy Butler, man. Mm-hmm. I love his attitude, his mm-hmm. grit, like everything. He is like the perfect team leader. Absolutely. He riding everything. I don't oh. care what y'all want to do. A dog. You know, and I think, I think, uh, I feel, no, Miami pulls this out. Miami pulls this out in six, and they beat the Pacers in six. I just like everything that uh, Miami has. They got Jimmy Butler, in the, a star in Jimmy Butler. And then they have a bunch of shooters around him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then with their role players, like you said, D, we don't know what to expect from young role players. But these guys, their job is to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one thing that they are, they've been doing well all season, mm-hmm. even before they even got in the bubble. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I like Miami against Indiana. Mm-hmm. I like Indiana, too, because Indiana has a good team. And T.J. Warren has been going crazy. You still you got Olin Depot who's going to be back, but I don't know how much we're going to get from Olin Depot. Miles Turner, very so, good big man. Yeah, so I'm not I'm I'm really not sure. I don't know if we're going to get Olin Depot all the way back or we're just going to get what he's going to be on a minutes restriction. So I'm not sure, but I'm going to ride with Miami in this one in six. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Miami in seven. I think the two things here, um, you got two great head coaches for these teams. Eric Spolster has proven himself after the. Uh, luxury start he's gotten when uh, he was a head coach first time around with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh with two championships to go with it. But he's hung in there. And in Miami, he has competed ever since the disbandment of the big three. Then you got Nate McMillan who gets no love. Whatsoever. No consideration for nothing. Now, I do think he is a former head coach of the year, but he always has his team playing good ball. You can go back to when he was in Portland. Head coach of Portland, head coach of Indiana, good head coach there for the Pacers. But this is going to come down to leadership. This is going to come down who can get in their teammates' ears and put batteries in their back and get them across the finish line. And like you said, that will be Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. A lot of young players, man. Bam out of Bayou. We got my boy Tyler Hero out there doing Ooh, his thing. Yeah. A lot of young players, man. Kendrick we got Nunn. Yeah, and then we got Dragic, Gordon Dragic out there. Like We got some nice players, man, for the Miami Heat. But they got the best leader that's going to be on the floor. And that is Jimmy Butler. And you're right. I don't know how much we're going to get from Oladipo. I don't know. We've seen him play 15 to 20, 25 minutes since he's returned. Will they let him go, you know, mm-hmm. when the playoffs are? I really don't know. But all in all, you're right, Black. I'm going to go with you. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this a seven-game series. Okay. Miami Heat in seven games. All right, man. Let me let me turn this on real quick. <laughs> you know, because we finna, we finna talk about this, Black. And Black, if you don't mind, dog, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and – uh. Yeah, I think you need to have this first, off, man. Dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's check this out. <laughs> on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock on TNT, we have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Portland Trailblazers in the first round of the playoffs. Now, before we get into the discussion, we're going to have a uh, backdrop here. And what a backdrop is, I'm going to remind all of you of the things that you have been saying over the past week and a half that me and Black have heard. Let's go to the Portland Trailblazers. I, for one, want to say, Job well done by this team. They were the 11th seed when the bubble started. They needed to cover ground fast. They only had eight games to do it. And they did it. Dame Lillard was on a terror. 
on a terror. 60-point games, 50-point games, 40-point games, high 30-point games, just going nuts, willing his team to victory over and over again. I just saw a monumental thing that the Portland Trailblazers did. Shout out Carmelo Anthony, rearing his head to show that, hey, I'm not just teetering here. I'm a big-time contributor to a basketball team, averaging 18 points. Hit the dagger game-winning three yesterday to send the Memphis Grizzlies to the house. And now they are now the eighth seed in these Western Conference playoffs. I said all of that to say, Lakers in five. I'm going to say it again for those who didn't hear me. Lakers in five. And this is why it's Lakers in five. Because I'm sick of this, bro. Dame Lillard and who else is going to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Let's start with the two captains. The are Chapos. The Al Capitans. Let's go with LeBron James and Damian Lillard. Who you got your money on? Hmm? Who you got your money on that's going to wield their team to victory and make it to the next round of these playoffs? Who? Y'all know who. Y'all know exactly who I'm talking about when I ask that question. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Somebody had a nerve to tell me that Zach Collins is going to give Anthony Davis a problem. When? What does Zach Collins have in his tool bag that's going to stop AD from dropping 35 on his neck? Then somebody told me, Hassan Whiteside, excuse me, you think the Lakers don't got bigs? Have you been watching JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis lead the league in rebounds and blocks this year as a unit? Go fact check. Go look it up. Y'all ain't seen that? I seen it. CJ McCollum, okay, he's going to give you 25. That's cool. Anthony Davis going to give me 35. LeBron James going to give me 25 to 30, and he's going to have a double-double, maybe a triple-double as well. Everybody's making this conversation about stopping Dame Little. You ain't got to stop Dame. Dame going to beat Dame. And by the way, the Lakers went 3-1 against the Blazers this year. And the one time the Blazers did beat the Lakers this year, y'all want to know what happened? Y'all know what happened. The late, great Kobe Bryant passed away three days earlier. And the Portland Trailblazers came into Staples, into Los Angeles, while that city was mourning. Well, that city was in tears. And he came in and did what he did. No player alive that was playing for the Los Angeles Lakers on their staff, they were ready to play. No one was ready. That city was heavy. So I just want to remind y'all of that. Is that an excuse for me? No, it's not. But it's reality. Let's get to these playoffs for real, for real. Each and every year, y'all say LeBron James, this is the year. This is the year the King falls. This is the year LeBron James shows his age. This is the year LeBron James falls out of the face of the map. 17 season league. He's leading the league in assists. He showed y'all right before the pandemic hit the two best teams, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks, they got the the, the dash. (laughs) So I said all that to say, y'all show some respect. All y'all hit my phone. All y'all hit me on Twitter. I said Lakers in five. I ain't giving the Trailblazers six. Do I respect the Trailblazers? Are they a worthy opponent? Yeah, but they don't got the players on their team that can put somebody away. I saw Dame Lillard last year in the Western Conference Finals with no Kevin Durant. The Golden State Warriors swept them boys. I seen Dame Lillard average 20 points a game in the Western Conference Finals. That's the guy that's going to send LeBron James home? No disrespect to Dame, but I'm, y'all seen what I seen. And y'all want to mention the Paul George shot? I don't care nothing about that shot. That was in the first round. What he did after that. The next series against the Denver Nuggets, it went seven games. It went seven games against the Denver Nuggets. Do you want to know the reason why the Portland Trail Blazers advanced to the Western Conference Finals? Because C.J. McCollum had 38. 
I watched this with my own eyes. So again, and I'm going to pitch it to my man Black here. Know what we talk about when we talking basketball. The Portland Trailblazers face no team that matched up with the Los Angeles Lakers in this bubble. And the one team that they did face, they lost to them, the Los Angeles Clippers. And you know what Dame Dollar did late? He missed two free throws. That's what he did. So until y'all can tell me and show me a team that the Portland Trailblazers beat in the bubble that matched up against the Los Angeles Lakers, because you want to know what, Black? The team that they had to beat to get into the playoffs was the Memphis Grizzlies. With a rookie star player as their leader. Who went bananas. And I'm done for now. Black, talk to me. Who you got, baby? Lakers, Trailblazers. <laughs> the, uh, we've been waiting on this moment for a long time. Yes, we have, man. Everybody, yes, have, everyone man. that knows me, uh, that's close to me, um, that's been in the same room with me or hear me talk sports, Know that I'm solely invested in LeBron James. Absolutely. And I'm so invested, I wear it on my on my sleeve, on my shoulders. <laughs> I can get a lot of, I can get a little out of control at times. Absolutely. And I need my man's across from me to reel me back in. No problem. Because I know greatness when I see it. Yes, sir. I expect a lot out of that greatness when I see it. Yes, sir. And I've been saying ever since basketball started. This is the year that the king regains his throne. Yes, sir. And that hasn't changed. No. I'm I'm the type I'm 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 the I'm the LeBron fan, the Laker fan that I'm playoff time I'm kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a bunch of nerves. Yeah. I'm a bunch of this, a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been hearing the talk. I've been hearing the talk about Oh man, Melo's in rare form. Melo, mm-hmm. Melo's going to get you, give you eighteen to twenty, which mm-hmm. Melo probably will. Right. But you know one thing that Melo doesn't do? Mm-hmm. He doesn't play any defense. <laughs> D, as long as we've been watching Melo, have you ever seen Melo play defense? That's a negative, sir. So I've been hearing, yeah, man, they're going to put, they're going to put, they're going to put Melo on LeBron to slow the Mel. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna put Melo on LeBron to slow him down. Yeah, okay. Slow him down. Yeah, okay. All right. That's a negative sir. <laughs> That's a negative surge. Yeah. Not yeah. just one surge. Yeah, That's, a negative. That's a negative. Second of all, Anthony Davis is going to run wild in this series. No Zach Collins. No Hassan Whiteside. No uh what's my other man's name? The big guy. Uh, Collins, Whiteside, and, and Volkan. Vol- oh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah, the slew foot is slow to Nurkic. And I like Nurkic. Yeah, but he's slow. But he's slow. It's not going to happen. Nah. I truly believe. I truly believe, D. Mm-hmm. LeBron is in ADL. Right now. Right now. Every, D, in the eight games, he... He was in AD's ear because it's, it's about LeBron. LeBron is playing chess now. This is what it's about. Yeah, he ain't playing basketball. LeBron, ain't, LeBron is not playing basketball. He's smarter than that. The game, he lets the game come to him. Mm-hmm. This is the moment when LeBron James shows why he's the greatest player. Yep. Am I nervous? Hell yeah, I'm nervous every year because mm-hmm. I never want to see the King lose. Mm-hmm. Thank the Dallas Mavericks for that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And he can tell you I've been a nervous wreck every year after that Absolutely. for LeBron. Absolutely. Because I'm a fan. I don't want to see him lose at all. Yeah. Am I going to be nervous? Hell yeah. Am I going to need D to help me? Hell yeah. But at the same time, I'm going to agree with my man. And I've been back and forth, back and, by, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm going to agree with my man. Portland has nothing. Nothing. Except Damian Lillard. CJ McCullough, like D said, he's going to give you 20 to 25. But you know he's going to give you that? In the first half. <laughs> D, what does CJ McCullough do in the second half? Nothing. He averaged only five points. Now, we see him against a lowly Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. We did. Say he can't be guarded. Oh, yeah. Against who, Black? Uh, I don't know, D. Oh, see, it was I don't, a, I, I it don't was, know a name. It was Grayson Allen. Oh, okay. It was Grayson <laughs> Allen and John Moran, a first and second year player. Okay. Just to let everybody know who didn't. All right. But um, I think this is I think it's just the series that the Lakers show why they've been the number one seed in the West all year. Yes, sir. I feel that. I think this is it's going to show and remind people, oh man, we need to chill a little. We need to chill on the Lakers. Yeah, bite your tongue. Bite your tongue and touch your nose. Every year we go through this with LeBron James. Every year. And then after this, I'm done. Every year we go through this, and I'm sick of the bullshit. I wish my man Freddie Bricks could have called here and give y'all a piece of his mind as well, because I know he's going to give it to you too. Portland has done everything nicely. They fought hard, fought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is what a this is where the role ends. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them for what they did. Absolutely. Did. But this is where the role ends. Yeah. yeah. Lakers in five, like my homeboy said. Five. Lakers in five. LeBron James, AD, Kuz, Caldwell Pope, the our bigs. Everybody gets it done. Get on the same page and get them boys up out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people want to talk about the the the, the, the uh, Colin Cowherd said earlier in the sound of the week that the Lakers don't have a championship team. I solely disagree with him, and the only reason he said that was because Kyle Kuzma was averaging 15 points this year instead of his 20. But like I told y'all two episodes ago, do y'all realize Kyle Kuzma had a broken foot in the summer? He missed almost 30 games in the NBA before he came back to play. Y'all ain't seen the difference in Kyle Kuzma? Y'all ain't seen it? I've seen it. You want to go back to a couple games ago when he hit the game-winning shot against the Denver Nuggets, who are the three seed in the Western Conference? That was Kyle Kuzma, by the way. And guess what? The confidence is there because Frank Vogel drawed up the play for Kuz. Not AD, not LeBron. He drew it up for Kuz. And he bucketed it. Now, I'm agree with Kevin Durant. If it's Jesus and Kyle Kuzma one-on-one, I'm going to take Jesus. But everybody else, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> so look, man. I look forward. Me and Black look forward to coming here these next few weeks. Letting y'all know, man. These playoffs are different. The NBA is different when it's playoff time. We see it year in and year out. And I'm having just as much fun as all of y'all. Shout out to my homeboy, TK. Hey, TK, I'm going to catch you on Twitter because you keep hitting me. Portland is six. Portland is six. I'm going to holler at you now. Kevin Dunbar, I'm going to hit you up. I see the little subliminal tweets that you're rolling out there. I'm going to get at you. No disrespect to Carmelo Anthony, but he can't do nothing with LeBron James. Carmelo Anthony, no. Y'all think Melo ain't in his hotel room right now sitting on his bed praying to the good Lord above? God, give me the strength and the skills that I need to prepare for this. That's what he doing. Black, how many times has Carmelo Anthony done anything with LeBron James defensively? Never. Okay, that's all I want to know. And don't disrespect, because I've seen Melo give Bron that work offensively. Yes, he I has. Have. He's gave Bron that work. But look at here. 
There's a reason why LeBron James is still averaging 30 points a game. In the playoffs. Leading the league. In the playoffs. Leading the league in assists in year 17. Who's been to nine NBA finals and has three championships and three finals MVPs and five MVPs in the league. There's a reason for all that. Multiple first team players. There's a reason for that. And we're going to... I think the world going to get a reminder real fast. Because like I told you like a couple weeks ago, I want Portland to get it. This is what we need. The Lakers need... If the Lakers can... We need a test. Yes. We need a test. Out the gate. Out the gate. So anybody after this, when we leave Portland a mess... God help you. Matter of fact, he can't. <laughs> he ain't. All right, man. So, yeah, we just had to get that off. Because I know y'all been waiting on this, man. Y'all been going back and forth. And now we got it set, baby. Game one. Trailblazers, Lakers, 9 o'clock, TNT. And don't don't piss me off, man. Because we might have a special edition after game one. And I don't want to hear nothing. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Oh, man, these different cir- circumstances. We're in a bubble. But you know what, damn it? It's still playoff basketball. It's still playoff basketball. You know who's one of the one of the best playoff performers behind Michael Jordan or better than Michael Jordan? LeBron James. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. All you naysayers that say LeBron's not going to show up, shut up. Cause you know better. Cause you know better. It took the Warriors to go get Kevin Durant to beat huh. LeBron James. Huh. Huh. And if my man didn't have a hammy last year, hmm. a hammy, hmm. we would have made some noise. The Lakers would have made noise last year. Yeah, because uh, the Lakers were the two seed before LeBron James tore his groin. But, hey, that's another topic. Everybody, y'all just remind Please. I'm not even going to beg of y'all. But just stop the hate. Hate is not a good look on people. It's, it's a lot of it a, out it's there. It's not a good look, D. It's a D. lot. It's a lot of it's it out there. Is hate a good look, D? No, it ain't. It ain't good to be haters. No, it ain't. Y'all have been hating for 17 years. Yeah. Why, is we, why have you been hating on one man for 17 years? Yeah. From the day he stepped foot in the league. Yeah. Is it because of the hype? Yeah. Is it because of the comparisons to Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. What is it? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to see another man fail? Why? We know why, Black. Because they sick of greatness. <laughs> they sick of seeing it year after year. Everybody love the underdog, as they say. But I don't like them. But all right, you know. And I'm, and I'm done. Yeah. When this is all said and done, D, and like I've been saying when the season started, this, we on a mission. Yes, sir. This is a, this is a, this is a team that's in our way that need to be pushed out the way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to push them all the way out the way. After this series. In five. It's the season that the king regains his throne. And I'm not coming off that. In five. In five. In five. And again, in five. All right, man. So we're going to transition up out of there. We just had to get that off our chest. Because, you know, Black, you know, we've been holding that in, man. And it's time now. Ain't no more regular season. Ain't no more none of that. Game one, Tuesday, 9 o'clock, TNT. All right, man, let's go to the NBA back. Excuse me. Let's get back into the NBA, man. The NBA came out with their all-seeding teams, all right? So, Black, I want to read out this list, and uh, tell me if you agree with this uh, all-seeding team first team. You got Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard. Those three players were unanimous. They were unanimous votes. 
Booker, Donkic, and Lillard. And then James Harden and TJ Warren rounds out, rounds out the first team in the bubble. Black, how you feel about that? Oh, all these guys had an incredible eight games little stretch here in the bubble. Yeah. All of them did. They're well deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, D, I'm actually not going to go against it. Yeah. Because these guys were the four best, five, five, five yeah. best players yeah. in the bubble, which they were. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to disagree with that list. Yeah. Yeah, me either, man. I think they got it right, man. I mean, I don't really have no gripe here. Booker was out of his mind. Crazy, man. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns, man. Going eight and on the bubble and literally missing playoffs Ooh. by half a game, man. Half a game. And it almost took Karis LeVert at the end of regulation, solo ISO, step back that just didn't go in. And I would have sent the Blazers home. You know what I'm saying? But Devin Booker and the Suns. And shout out to Monty Williams, the head coach. I love the message that he sent to them uh, after the season was over. You have the NBA's respect. Don't let nobody take that away from you. But Luka played out of his mind. He had some just dumb, stupid games of 30, 20, and 20. We've seen James Harden go dumb early with multiple 40-point games. And uh, we don't even have to speak no more on Dame Lillard. Just amazing what Dame did to get his team to the playoffs. And I respect that from Dame. I respect that. And TJ Warren was a surprise of the bubble to me. He was the most consistent player that was just dropping 30. 30, 30. Like he was just really going ham, man, and with for Indiana. So it's cool to see him get this recognition, man, uh, with TJ Warren, considering that he was traded for cash exemptions from the Phoenix Suns last year. That's what the Indiana Pacers gave the Phoenix Suns cash exemptions. That's wild. All right, but let's get to the second team. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Karis LeVert, Michael Porter Jr., and Kristaps Porzingis as the second team. Any gripe there on the second team? Um. Uh, I don't. I, D. I don't know about. I don't know about Porzingis being there. All right. I don't know about him being there. Um. He was up and down in this bubble. This uh for these eight games, he was up and down. Like you say, he can score. He can score the ball. I don't have a problem with anybody else on that list. But I don't think Porzingis should have been second team. Mm-hmm. He can, he, like you said, he can score the ball. But games that I watch, um, he was up and down. He mm-hmm. had he had some good games. He had some bad games. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Porzingis on the second team. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, I I, I really I mean, you could have put Kyle Lowry there. I think Kyle Lowry had some uh great moments in this bubble. You could put him be there. You could have put Embiid there, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm not, I'm not really, not really griping about Porzingis being there. He didn't miss any games. He, he did. played all of his games. He had but, some pivotal moments in there. It wasn't consistent um, enough though. To... Yeah, but his second team, oh. his second team. So I, I ain't really tripping, man. You know, sh- just shout out to him. You know, really. You know, and then ultimately we had Dame Lillard. You know, unanimously voted uh as the MVP of the bubble. Mm-hmm. MVP of the bubble, Dame Lillard. Black. I'm sure you don't have any gripe there. No gripe at all. <laughs> <laughs> None whatsoever. All right, Black, I want to show, um, I just want to read off some of this stuff, man. Let's talk a little bit about James Hart, man. I just want to kind of, I just want to kind of read you off these numbers that this man accomplished, man, uh, in this bubbles, man, in this bubble. All right, so James Harden won the scoring title again. He averaged 34.3 points, seven assists, six rebounds, and two steals a game. That's a hell of a season, man. MVP-worthy type season. But check out these stats. James Harden is the fourth player to win three consecutive scoring titles ever. 
The other three players, George Gervin, the Iceman, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and Kevin Durant. The only four players to win a scoring title three straight years, bro. Also, James Harden is the third player ever to average more than 34 points a game in multiple seasons. The other two, Will Chamberlain, Michael Jordan. Another one. James Harden is the third player ever to lead the NBA in total points and steals. And steals. Crazy. The other two players, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson mm. is the other player. Black, I just read you some pretty impressive stuff with James Harden, man. Off of what I just read you, man, what are your thoughts on James Harden's season, man? <laughs> His season was crazy. He just, he one of the best all-around players from hearing those numbers. He like, he, he does it all for his team. Mm -hmm. He literally does it all. He could easily be the MVP every year. Because mm -hmm. he does everything for his team. Like, yeah, man. Averaging 34 points and then be able to have assists and, and steals and rebounds, like, up there as well. Like, He's one of the. He's gonna go down as one of the best scores ever in the NBA. Yeah, you know, and people talk about James and you know how he doesn't show up. He's oh, he's a regular season mm -hmm. uh, stat. You know, score. He does too much in the regular season. He doesn't show up. You know, playoff time when he when his team needs him. Mm -hmm. But you you still got to give respect. Respect is due. Yeah, this guy is Mister Do It All. And uh, shout out to James Harden, man, on another incredible year uh, scoring title. Three years in a row, so shouts out to him on that. Yeah, man, James Harden with another hell of a year, man. I read those stats, man. I was like, wow, I had to read them like twice just to make sure. This man is in very elite company, man. And I know we give James Harden a hard time for when it counts. You know, when it's time to get to the next level. You know, he, he just haven't, hasn't performed well. He just hasn't. But look, man, this man is doing some amazing things. And I still am the guy who believes that James Harden should be the back-to-back -back league MVP right now. I did not think Giannis Antetokounmpo was the MVP of the league last year. I voted for James Harden in my head because I'm not a voter. But maybe mm -hmm. one day me and Black will be voters. Yeah. <laughs> but I had Harden going back-to-back -back MVP last year, man. And those numbers scream why he's even in consideration this year. Because the NBA came out and announced the three finalists are Giannis, LeBron, and James Harden mm -hmm. for the MVP this year. Like, I got to get one more thing off my chest, man. And I would just, you know, hope that you can give me a minute to talk about All this. Right. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now I'm sitting here watching some NBA basketball. I'm waiting for another game to start. So I'm watching a little bit of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Washington Wizards. And um, Giannis has been, I want to say over like the last year or so, trying to prove that he's like this tough guy, that he's tough, and, 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 and you better not mess with me. You know, Giannis, six foot ten, freak of nature, just an athletic specimen, we know that. But now he's trying to be this tough guy. Now, Black, I've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo go face-to-face -face with DeMarcus Cousin, and he retreated. I've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo go face-to-face -face with Joel Embiid, and he retreated. I've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo go face-to-face -face with Serge Ibaka, and he didn't want no problem. But I watched Giannis Antetokounmpo curse out, run toward, and headbutt who? Who did he headbutt to prove he was tough? Mo! 
Wagner. Mo Wagner. That's who Giannis took the opportunity to show that he was tough. And Giannis said, I'm not going to take this. Ooh, yeah. And you know what I came to say, Black? I'm just going to go on to say it. Two things. Number one, I don't like Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't like him. He's on my list of players who make me sick. Mm. The shoes that I have, I have the Giannis ones that last year, I thought they were sweet. I play a little bit of basketball, and I bought the first pair, the black and white pair. Black, I would never wear those shoes again. Mm. I'm not joking. If anybody who knows me, shout out to the Sneaker Show, Show and Tell TV Conversation on YouTube. I have a decent amount where I can pretty much play in whatever I want to play. Mm-hmm. But I ain't playing in those. Okay. Because he's a fake tough guy. He ain't genuine, and I don't think he authentic. It rubbed me the wrong way to see him headbutt Mo Wagner like he did. Mo Wagner didn't do anything wrong. He just played hard defense. It wasn't even a hard foul. They called it general foul on Mo Wagner when Giannis was trying to get to the cup. But Giannis used Mo Wagner to headbutt? Headbutt? Mo Wagner? (laughs) This man hasn't done anything to anybody. And you want to use him to make an example? You didn't do a good job of that because when Serge Ibaka was in your face talking that talk, you just wanted to look at him like he was stupid. When Joel Embiid was cussing you out, pointing his finger in your face, I saw you go the other way. When DeMarcus Cousins was in your mouth the year before last, when you was playing against the Golden State Warriors, you just tippy-toed the other way. You was pointing at the referee. Look at him. Look at him. He's bothering me. But you chose Mo Wagner, a second-year player at the University of Michigan who was probably scared to death to do anything but tie his shoes. So Giannis, cut it out, bro. I ain't like that. And if you just so happen to hear this, you a great player, freaking nature. But dog, just be you, bro. You ain't that tough. You ain't that hard. You ain't the guy that the NBA considers a rough rider. You ain't DeMarcus Cousins. You ain't Draymond Green. You ain't Zach Rand. You ain't none of these guys. You want? You ain't Matt Barnes. You ain't Steven. You ain't none of these dudes, man, who are respected on that angle, bro. So Giannis, chill. And what you need to do is, is go buy my man Mo Wagner a PS5. <laughs> Send it to him and tell him you're sorry. And just be you, Giannis. That's just my take on that, Black. I had to get that off, bro. <laughs> I had to get that off. Right, shout man. out to Mo Wagner, man. Yeah, shout out to Mo, dog. He ain't bother nobody. Shout out to Mo, man. Hey, Mo ain't bother I, nobody, you know what, dog. Mo, I, I, I salute you, bro. Hey, bro. I salute Gangsta, you. You bring out the true colors of yeah. a softy. Yeah, he's soft. You bring out the true colors of a softy. I believe that, bro. I believe that. Don't get me wrong now. Giannis. Oh, go ahead. Let, go let ahead. me say yeah, this yeah, real yeah, quick, yeah, 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 Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that, bro. Yeah, man. Just don't. That's not who you are, bro. Oh, nah, man. I've been seeing this bubble that you just been trying it, bro. Yeah, for like what? Like somebody... F- you want to get up and raise up yeah. teammates have to hold you back because yeah. that's not the first if people haven't been watching that's not really the first incident uh, uh, you know he, he's uh, kind of got into it with a few people yeah yeah for all of a sudden you don't want to be fouled yeah. a certain way yeah, or he you don't want to do this Jared and you don't want to do this Man. you don't want to do that you know but it took Mo Wagner to get under yeah Wagner skin. but I've been butchering my dog name Mo Wagner. I've been butchering my dog name. My it bad, Mo. Him. But I, D, I happen to see a little footage. Okay. See, this is not the first time between him and Mo. Oh, it's not. So Mo has a way okay. of getting under his skin. Mo. 
So oh, uh, earlier in the season, if we didn't see, okay, almost the same type of thing happened, and Giannis was like, "Mo, I'm not the one. I'm not the one." So you Mo. told Mo Wagner, "Shut up, Mo, dog. <laughs> I'm not the one to be played with." Shut and up, I guess Mo. this carried over into the bubble. So Mo was like, "Okay, shoot, I'm gonna do the same thing what I did last time when we when we seen him. I'm gonna get on this skin some more. You know what you do? You headbutt this guy. Headbutted him, Giannis. You're the MVP." Reigning MVP. Considered the top player in the league. Considered. You want to be considered as some of the best with some of the best players man. in a LeBron James. Get out of here. In a Kevin Durant. Get out of here, these man. These type of guys. Get out of here. You think they would have stooped to the level of a Mo Wagner? You know what LeBron James and Kate Kevin Durant, yeah. what they would have said? Who are you? Yeah, bro, chill, bro. Get Who out are my you? Face, bro. Get out of my face. You shouldn't even be on the same court as me. Mo. Giannis. <laughs> Stick to what you do best, bro. Yeah, man. Just hoop, dog. Just play basketball. Just hoop. You ain't tough. You soft, bro. You ain't tough. You ain't Barkley. You ain't Charles Oakley. You soft, bro. Man, chill, bro. You just ain't chill. Robin. You ain't Robin, bro. Chill out. That was so fake and so phony on him, bro. That just pissed me off when I saw Black. <laughs> I had to look at it a couple times and say, what? And shout out to Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor. They said this is the reason why Giannis Antetokounmpo won't be the face of the league. Because if LeBron did that... Or Zion Williamson did that. This would be a blast cover story. I guarantee you, all of our listeners who are listening to the show, they probably wonder what the hell we talking about. Because Giannis Antetokounmpo ain't the face of the league. And he probably will never be the face of the league. He probably will never be the face. Because like Joy Taylor said, if this was LeBron James, exactly, this would have made boom, 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 mm-hmm. easy. Zion Williamson, boom, boom, boom. Steph Curry, boom, 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 easy. James Harden, easy. Hmm. And I wonder why James Harden always dismissing Giannis onto the Copo. Because he a sucker, though. I'm just going to go on and say it, and man. You know what? And I'm done. <laughs> NBA, the commish, y'all need to be shaming yourself. Yeah, talk about it. after this, this man should have been suspended for some playoff games, talk bro. Talk about it. One Because like D just said, if it was LeBron James, yeah. if it was a Kevin Durant, yeah. or somebody uh, somebody that's a face, potentially faces of this league, yeah. Or reigning MVPs would have been suspended for more than one game. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wasn't going to play in that one game anyway. Yeah. If he wasn't suspended, he wasn't going to play at all in that game against the uh, against whoever they played against. Yeah. He wasn't playing. Anyway. 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 You should have came down and said you suspended for the first playoff game yeah. against the Magic. Yeah. And the Magic would have won game one. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. NBA, y'all got to tighten up, man. Yeah, this man. this should not be accepted. Yeah, they have this to say this, This is not what dog. we should be watching in the NBA. This is a reigning MVP. Uh, fans deserve more than seeing a reigning MVP headbutt Mr. Mo Wagner, who's trying to make a team, and he plays in the G League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, Giannis, stick to basketball, dog. All right, man, we're going to transition over into the UFC. What a night it was last night, man, and we are here to talk about it.
Maybach music. Maybach music. All right, man. Black, let's get into it, man. UFC 252 took place last night, man. And we were treated to a pretty decent card, man. Um, But let's go ahead and kick it off, man, to what, you know, this card was really all about, man. The main event. Uh, round three, Stipe Miocic reigning, defending heavyweight champion of the world, two-time baddest man on the planet uh, winner. And then he defended his belt against DC, uh, two-time division champion, light heavyweight and heavyweight Daniel Cormier, uh, two great fighters, two legends of the sport, in my opinion. Stipe got the win, and to me, a surprising unanimous decision over Daniel Cormier, improving his record to 20-3 and and retaining the championship. DC goes out at 22-3, and uh, multiple-time light heavyweight champion and former heavyweight champion of the world. Black, what did you think about the fight? And did they get the decision right? Uh, no, they didn't get the decision right. Okay. I thought it should have been a split decision uh, for Miocic. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel did some good things in that fight after being taken to deep waters. Mm-hmm. He was able to uh, get some wit about himself mm-hmm. after he got almost put away. You know, And I was seeing that some people thought that that fight should have been stopped. But no, it shouldn't have been stopped. Uh, uh, Daniel was very... Uh, he wasn't out of it. He was mm-hmm. holding on. He he was holding oh, on no. to Miocic, yeah. like he was showing that he still had it. And um, I just like what he did after getting getting taken to deep waters. Uh, I man, um, Miocic got he got my respect in this fight, man. He made okay. Actually, both of them did. I feel like both of them made the necessary adjustments mm-hmm. from from mistakes they have they made in in the past because Miocic was getting hit. Daniel yes, was hitting him again. Miocic, in, in, in the very first fight show, Miocic just got hit with a clean punch that landed right. Uh, in the very first fight that won Daniel the, the, uh, the title, the heavyweight title. So I'm looking at these other fights, and Daniel was hitting him with everything he had, and Miocic was still there. He was still there. He kept coming. He kept coming. So, and he said it. He said, man, I've been hit way harder than that. And he just caught me with a good punch. And we've seen it over these last two fights and last night that um, Miocic, he can take a punch. He has a chin. But, man, uh, this guy was, this guy did everything I expected him to do. Except I wasn't expecting this to go five rounds. I wasn't expecting that. That shocked me. That really shocked me. And uh, Miocic, man, he he just had, he got power, man. Mm-hmm. He was, you could tell he was the, he was the more, he was the bigger man, you know, in the ring. He was like the guy six four. Mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier is five ten. He's yeah. my height. Real heavyweight. He's my height. He's a real heavyweight. So mm-hmm. he has he has the size and the weight to to deal with that. And mm-hmm. that's what we seen in the la- in in this fight last night and the white fight before that. Yeah. Daniel did some good stuff, man. I was I was very impressed with Daniel in his last fight, but what I didn't understand. We've, we've been hearing it in the press conference. We've been hearing it since they, they made the fight. We've been hearing it from D.C., hearing it from D.C., hearing it. D.C., why you're not wrestling? Why you're not wrestling, D.C.? Yeah. You even got on a smaller cage. D.C., why you're not wrestling? Your cornerman, D.C., get some takedowns. No, D.C. don't want to wrestle. D.C. want to throw punches. <clears throat> he want to he get away. D.C. was coming forward. D.C. kept mm-hmm. coming forward in that fight. But I know, and I know that poking the eye played a uh, a big part as well that that was missed. But man, shout out to Miocic and DC. Man, these guys, 
put on a hell of a fight. Uh, wish we could have seen somebody get stopped, but we didn't. It went five. That's what happens when you when you make adjust, adjustments. And like DC said, I seen that Miochis was going to that body early, going testing that body early. So it was it was cool, man. I I, I enjoyed the fight. I actually <laughs> I actually fell asleep at the end. D. Okay. I tried <laughs> I tried to I tried to stay up and watch it, but I couldn't, man. I passed out. But what I did see from one through four, uh. Was 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 really good, and I'm impressed with these guys. And shout out to DC man on a great career in the UFC, and he he's really going to be missed. He's still going to be. I know he's still going to be par, but as far as being in the ring, he's going to be missed. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, overall, man, I thought it was a good fight. I did not expect it to go five rounds as well. A uh, couple of takeaways for me. No, I didn't think it should have been a unanimous decision for Stipe Miocic. I enjoyed the back and forth on Twitter, man. It was really fun. It was a lot of people out tweeting about this fight. And some people who I didn't even know love MMA were on Twitter last night, man. So I had a good time tweeting throughout the whole fight, man. It was real fun. Yeah, you sure did. It was it was fun last night on Twitter. Um, but I didn't agree with Steve Pay. I don't agree with him being unanimous. I think it should have been a split decision. And Black, I'm gonna answer your question why Daniel Cormier didn't go to the wrestling. You kind of answered your own question. C.P. Miocic is a real heavyweight, six foot four, two sixty. Daniel Cormier is 5'10", 250. Daniel Cormier trying to get up to the head of a six foot four man who is as massive as C.P. Miocic was gonna burn him out, and DC couldn't afford that. You weren't gonna submit C.P. Miocic. He's too big and too strong for that. You were literally going to have to outbox him or knock him out to win that fight. And that's why DC did what he did. Now, for granted, would it, would it, would have it helped DC to get at least one takedown in the fourth or the fifth round? Yeah, it would have helped him. But by that time, he was burnt out. These guys traded shots, and DC was hurt a couple of times. And a lot of people were trying to rag on DC for him telling the ref, he poked me in the eye, he poked me in the eye. Immediately, Twitter went berserk. Oh, he's soft. He crying. He don't want to fight no more. But then they showed the replay. Miocic's whole hand went in this man's eye. Yes, it did. And because of that, DC's uh, patera gland was ripped in his eye. Now, he's not going to require to have surgery, but it was ripped from his eye. If you look at DC at the end of the fight, it looked like his eye was disconnected. He didn't look right. It did. So all your fans were out there just trying to rag on DC, man. Chill out. The man literally got poked in the eye. But back to the fight, I was impressed with Stipe Miocic, man. Stipe was lean last night. 233. He came in in shape. Yeah, he looked different. He was, yeah, he was like toned up. Like DC and John Jones was saying, he like, man, Stipe looked real lean tonight. Like, and he like, he might be in the best shape ever in, in any fight. You know, and, and multiple fighters were saying that. Kobe Covington said that. Kamar Usman said that. A lot of people uh, were saying that, damn, you know, um, your boy Stipe looked real good tonight. And it showed. I think Stipe knew this was going to be a long fight. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should, we, should be, we shouldn't be surprised if it was a long fight. This is the third time these guys are fighting. Yeah. They know each other. You got Stipe with a knockout. Adjustment. You got DC with a knockout. And I noticed the whole time, every time DC was grappling with uh, uh, Miotic, he was trying to get that right hand loose and throw that short hook. Stipe was holding on to that hand. <laughs> He was holding on in that hand. And like you said, that's adjustments. Mm-hmm. I think overall it was a real good fight. Um, I wanted DC to win. I was really pulling for him to kind of go out on his high horse. But DC has nothing to be ashamed of. He really don't. 
You know, this is a real challenge for Cormier. And one thing Steve Bay said last night in the post, he said, look, I beat this man two times, and these were for world championship match, uh, world championship titles. But the one thing Daniel Cormier can always say is he beat and he knocked out Steve Miotic and became world champion. I thought that was real classy of Miotic to say. Like he could have gotten in there because he yeah, I beat him twice. The first one was a fluke, which he has kind of flirted with. But he gave Cormier his just due. And I pr- really appreciate him mm. doing that. But all in all, you know it is what it is. Steve Pace still your champion. And up next, before we move on to the legacy of Dan Cormier, UFC. If you give John Jones his title shot over uh, Nganu, we're going to have a problem. Francis Nganu deserves the next heavyweight championship match. He has been killing men literally for the last two years. I haven't seen a body move after a Francis Nganu fight for two years. And if you announce John Jones or see Baby Ojas, I'm going to be pissed. Francis Nagano deserves the next title shot. John Jones, you got problems with Dominic Reyes because, in my opinion, Reyes beat you. That fight needs to happen again. But we'll talk about John Jones in a second. Black, what's your legacy of Daniel Cormier? What would you remember him as as a mixed martial artist? Man, uh, one, of the, one of the best to get in the cage. Uh, the first champ to go up to light heavyweight. I mean, from light heavyweight to heavyweight and uh, hold two belts at the same time. Yep. So I like DC, man. We know all his back and forth with John Jones. Yeah. Uh, that, that really introduced people to, to John Jones. I mean, from celebrities and, yeah. and, and, and DC said it in the press conference. He was like, man, I'm getting calls from, from, from people in the bubble. Like, I'm getting calls <laughs> from celebrities. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. DC has made, he's, he's, he's known around the world, around a sports world. You know, and he's made a name for himself in the UFC, man. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm actually sad to see him go because Daniel Cormier is a class act. Yes, he's he one is. of the class acts in the UFC. But I know we're going to see him uh, announcing fights and then, you know, maybe doing other things for the UFC as well. But uh, he's going to be missed. So shout out to DC, man, and everything that he achieved in the UFC. Uh, nothing but respect from here, from the sports desk, from mm-hmm. me, from D. To, mm-hmm. from D. Like you one of the best man. Mm-hmm. Uh you always gonna re- be remembered that way. Yeah. Like like Deji just said, this loss don't mean nothing to DC, man. Nah. It doesn't mean a thing. Nah. DC's history, his everything is written for him right yeah, his now. His legacy was submitted. You know, this. He, like DC said, he said, I really just wanted to have that have that belt. That new belt. You know, I wanted to go <laughs> I wanted that new belt. I wanted to go out on top. Yeah. But most of it we've seen in UFC because we've been following UFC yeah. trilogies that we see. Usually the person that wants to end up on top Mm-mm. or in the right way, it doesn't happen that Don't work way. work out like that. You know, and, and that's what happened last night, you know. And But shout out to DC, man, and his career in the UFC and everything that he accomplished. Yeah, I got DC as a legend. Like, he's going to be a top 10 surefire fighter ever in mixed martial arts, ever. The man's background, he came from the Olympics. Then he came to Strike Force, Then he went to the UFC and just racked up championships, racked up wins. John Jones is arguably the greatest fighter who ever lived. A lot of people who a lot of people have lost to John Jones. It's not a mark on DC's record that he couldn't beat him. But everybody else he beat. Everybody else that you put in front of him if he beat. Two-time division cha- two-time division champion. The only reigning defending light heavyweight champion to go up and face the reigning heavyweight champion and beat him in devastating fashion. We've never seen it. Steve Miocic is the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. And Daniel Cormier knocked him out and took his belt. And that's a moment I'll never forget. Because a lot of people had Stipe beating the brakes off of DC on that first fight. 
They didn't give DC a chance. They did. But he changed a lot of people's minds. Class act. I love his commentary in the UFC. He's contributed so much to MMA. He's a high school coach. He's uh, uh, the, the, the captain at, at his gym at AKA. You know, he is just giving so much himself to the game. And I love what he said. He said, man, I've been doing this for so long. A lot of people don't realize I'm 41 years old. And I don't ever think about that either. I never think that this man is 41 years old. Just think about that. He's not 41, 41 years old playing soccer. This man is a full-blown mixed martial artist at 41. And he's just done it so well. Mm-hmm. So I tip my hat to DC. Career off the charts. Job well done. You deserve your retirement. You have nothing to be ashamed about, DC. You're one of the greatest of all time in my book. Top 10 for sure, hands down. And I don't think you'll be ever, re- ever be removed from the top 10. You're finishing off an MMA record at 22-3. and three. And all three of your losses come in championship fights. Mm-hmm. Championship fights. You know, so you have nothing to be ashamed of. So I look forward to seeing what's coming with Daniel Cormier in the future. All right, man. So uh, before we get out of um, UFC 252 real quick, had Junior Dos Santos, man. I forgot he was fighting on his card against Rosenstrike. Man, I like, I like, I like Junior Dos Santos. I do. And he did look good last night. But it's something about this Rosenstrike kid. I know Nagano killed him. <laughs> I know he left him laying and unconscious. But I like this Rosenstrike kid, man. It's like he's on a mission, man. And literally, man, he hit Junior Dos Santos with a straight hand right that connected. And it was over. Like, just like that. And I know it would have been the same if Dos Santos would have hit him. These heavyweight fights in MMA, man, they go one way and one way only. Mm-hmm. If you get hit clean, you're sleeping. Period, man. So I'm impressed with Roger Strike. And just shout out to Dos Santos, man. He's been doing this a while, man. He's 21 and 8 now. He came on like lightning uh, to the MMA scene. Won the championship fairly early in his career. But he's a veteran, man. 30 mm-hmm. fights on this belt. Just want to say shout out to Dos Santos. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. Yes, sir. So, Sugar Sean O'Malley, the Sugar oh, Show. Man. It didn't go on as planned last night. Marlon Vera got the win. TKO in the first round of a Sugar Sean O'Malley. Kind of set the scene for everybody. O'Malley got hurt. He blew his ankle. He blew his knee or something. We're waiting on test results to come back. A lot of people are fearing he tore his ACL again last night. That's what a lot of people are saying. And I do want to say this to Marlon Vera. I respect Marlon Vera. He's a hell of a fighter. Ferocious fighter. And I love his attitude. Because you got to be that way when you're fighting. But I ain't like the way he handled himself. Me either. Last me night. Because he knew what it was. Exactly. He knew what it was. And don't get me wrong. He got the win. He did what he was supposed to do. Man. But the way he carried himself, I ain't like that at all, man. So real quick, man. We saw what happened with Sugar uh, Sean O'Malley. What do you just think of? Let's just skip. Because we know what happened in the fight. Let's man. just skip to Marlon Vera, man. He wasn't a class act, man. Yeah. He, you, you. Honestly, I thought when when he had the problems he was having with the leg, it, I I know that they can't stop it. They in the middle of a fight, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Dude, that's tough, man. We see it so many times in the UFC. Yeah, blew it. And for him, for that, for that to happen to O'Malley, man, that was it, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was. But at the same time, Rivera, man, like have some respect, bro. Yeah, do what you're supposed to do. When have you some respect. There. Don't. Bro, it, it it wasn't you. It wasn't you, bro. No. Don't make it seem like you checked this kick. That's why he had a problem. No, right, bro. Right, right, right. Like, it wasn't. It was <laughs> not you. No, I man. I know. We know you did your job, and you did it. Yeah, Congratulations it. to you. Yeah. But, man, come on, man. Let's let's have a little respect, bro. Yeah, man, I agree. Because if that fight was going on, we, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We knew that you was going to be tasting the canvas at some point. Yeah. 
you know, and I hate to see that happen to old Malley, man, but I know this. He will bounce back and he will be back. And people are going to be reminded. And I know he's going to be on a real mi- mission yeah. to get Rivera back in that ring, man. Immediately. And show people. Immediately. show people, man, that this was a flu. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Shane O'Malley, man. I feel bad for you, bro. Yeah. But Rivera, you won the fight. Yeah. Kudos to you, man. But come on, man. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do that, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. you act like you just went out there and, and tore his neck off. No, nah. bro. He got hurt. He couldn't do nothing else. He couldn't one even. Leg. He couldn't even. He was on one leg. Literally. He was trying, but he couldn't do anything. Every time he tried something, he failed. And they showed the video when it happened. And then the time that he fell on his own, yeah, on his own, that's on when you jumped. That's when you got on top of him. Like, he couldn't do bro, nothing. come on, man, you jumping yeah. on the fence, talking to Dana, yeah. whoever in the corner, bro. No, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I ain't man. like that. Come I on, man. Like be a, if like you gonna, if you gonna be humble about it, at least be humble. Yeah, but you got the win. You know Just take the win. Yeah, and, and and say we can run it back or something. Exactly. You didn't even want to say that because exactly. you knew. Right. You know he got hurt. Yeah. And we know it's a freak accident that happens. We it see happens. it so many times. It happens. But man, shout out to those guys. Uh, I thought that fight was going to be bananas. That was my pick for fight of the night, but yeah, it didn't happen too. that way. And you saw how Sean started the fight. He was whip kicking the hell out of Vera. He was pointing and doing his thing. He was moving real good. Like O'Malley looked at like so calm and confident, just just slapping yeah. your and boy. And I didn't realize how how much taller tall, O'Malley. He's tall. My, he's tall. I was like, wow. Yeah, he's a tall man. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. But yeah, get get well soon, Sugar Sean. Like, get well soon, bro. We know you'll be back. And I know Black will agree with this. Like, this ain't no blackout on his record. It's not. Like, he's 12 and 1. I hate that he got that loss, but. Yeah, but it's MMA. Who don't yeah. have losses? There's only a select few people who don't have it's losses. There's only one. Yeah. It's well, John Jones. One. Uh, well, yeah, John Jones. What two? Who I'm sorry. Who's all who's older? Um, uh, 28 and 0. 28 and 0. Man, what's uh, champion? Yeah, lightweight champion. What's lightweight champion? His dad just died. I can't think. Of oh his... my bad. Yeah, Khabib. Yeah. Sorry, Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> Khabib. And then you got Israel too. Adesanya. Oh yeah. And by the way, yeah. by the way, don't do it. D. Say that. No, no. I'm just gonna say. It. Oh, okay. If you don't like MMA, if you're a casual fan, if you've been teetering back and forth. If it's been on your mind to say, man, I want to check out the UFC. I want to check out some fights. Let me tell you something. On September the 18th, you have the biggest middleweight title fight in the history of this sport. History. In the history of this sport. The biggest middleweight fight in the history of this sport. D, we've watched this a lot big, of UFC. Yeah, this is bigger than Anderson Silva, Chael Sonnen 2. This is bigger than Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman 2. This is bigger than GSP and Michael Bisbee. This is the biggest middleweight fight in the history of this division. Israel Alessandro, undefeated champion. Paulo Acosta, undefeated challenger. I'm going to leave it there because we're going to talk about this. I am so excited about this fight. I have goosebumps right now. When they announced this fight last night and they showed those videos, the hairs on my arm were standing up. I am excited. Mm. So keep this in mind. Alessandro, Costa, middleweight championship, September 18th or 15th, one of those, I believe. I think they took the Mike Tyson date. They replaced that date because we were supposed okay. to get a Dana Whitefield that in. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it moving. All right. Uh, real quick. John Jones. You think John Jones is going to go to heavyweight? John Jones was tweeting all night last night, kind of taking sub shots at DC here and there, sub shots at Miotic here and there. And then he ended off his tweet saying, oh, heavyweight championship. I'll see you soon. Something like Miotic, keep it warm for me, something like that. What you think about John Jones teasing us and, and messing around again about going to heavy, which he should have done three years ago? I don't care. Exactly. Okay, cool. I like that. 
like I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, man, that pretty much wraps up UFC, man. We're going to transition into some college football. Just a couple pointers there that we want to talk about before we get uh, on to our next subject, which I'm excited to talk about. Hey, bro, listen to the sports dance. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. All right, Black, we had some news come out of college football this week. We know we've been barred with a lot of schedules and a lot of things. Uh, and, and shout out to all the Florida Gator fans that we pissed off last week. <laughs> I, had a, I had a few people who, oh, I, who I work with. Uh, Dino wanted to hit me up about the remarks that me and you made. Shout out to Sid. Shout out to James Dangleman. Shout out to Freddie Bricks. You know, all you loyal Gator fans, Charles Evans, man. But yeah, I appreciate y'all letting me know uh, that me and Black need to watch what we say. And uh, we need to come correct when we're talking about the fraudulent SEC and the Mighty Mighty Gators. Uh, bro, did we say anything wrong about the Florida Gators? We didn't. Didn't we, didn't we pick the Florida Gators to do great things this year? Yeah, they didn't hear that part. You know, they didn't hear that part. Okay. They just, they just uh-huh. hear when we kind of started it off. Okay, all but, right. But, hey, it is what it is. All right. All right, Black, let's get into it, man, real quick. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, cancel football. They say no football this fall. They're not going to be playing it. No Ohio State, Michigan. No Michigan, Michigan State. No Notre Dame, Michigan. None of the Ohio State, Penn State. We're not going to get any of these games. From these guys, we're not going to see Justin Fields this year, the potential top number two. I said number two player in this draft because we know who number one is. I ain't going to make that mistake. So we're not going to see a lot of good talent and a lot of good football. Me personally, I like the Big Ten and I like the Pac-12. Not, oh, man, we ain't going to see the Ducks this year and those beautiful uniforms. So, Black, how do you feel, man? You know, we thought this would be a snowball effect. But the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 say we're going to play. Yeah. So what do you feel about no Big 10, no Pac-12 this year? Man, it sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks, man. For the Big 10, oh, man, so much talent. So many so many players we wanted to, wanted to watch. Justin Fields, like one of the top players uh, in the Big 10, what a, the one player that you really, really wanted to watch. And Justin Fields, Pac-10, um, this was the year we was going to we was going to get some good football from those for, from those conferences. Yeah, and the rivalries, to, man. And not to have them um, playing football this year is going to be tough, man. Yep. Um, it kind of it it, it it bothers me, man, that they're not going to be able to play because these just kids, man. And I know we in the pandemic. I know yes, you, you we put, are. You put your safety first, and yes. I understand it, yes. but um, yes. I feel like I feel like if the if the NBA can get it right or figure out a way to have no cases. Why they in this bubble? I feel like all, the other sports should be able to do the same. Well, it's tough. Uh, and 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 I understand it's tough it's because tough it's football. football. It's it's yes. tough, but I just I feel like they should have tried a little harder. You know, they should have put more, okay. a little more in. I I I just feel because these are kids, man. And some of these kids won't be able to play senior college seasons. football again. Senior season, Justin Fields. Everything that he's doing right now, man, he's fighting because he knows this is his last year. But what about the kids Ohio who, State? What about the kids you who know? don't have an NFL future? You don't, and and, and 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 those kids as well. I'm sorry, and yeah, those kids those as well. Those kids who, I'm thinking who, about. who 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 won't play no. uh, football again. Nope. And um, it's it's just Damn. sad, man, that it had to happen yep. like that. And 
we had been hearing we had been hearing for days leading up to this day. Yeah. Big Ten was gonna be the one to step out. They were just trying to get a, a partner Somebody to come else. along, and, and and they got the Pac-12 yeah. to uh to come along and cancel the season, man. And I just want to say one thing, D. Yeah. And um, I don't like the way that that this was that this was given to Nebraska. I don't. I think people need to chill on Nebraska. All right. I think them trying to find ways to play football, I don't think nothing's wrong with that. I don't either. I don't think anything's wrong with that. So, Desmond Howard, I like you. I really do. I love everything that you do on college game day. But for you to say they need to be kicked out the Big Ten, you are wrong. Oh, he said that? Yes, he said that they need to be kicked out the Big Ten and they don't, they don't need to be a part of the conference anymore for trying to find ways to play, to play football other than the conference that they're uh, supposed to be loyal to. Desmond Howard, that's a disgrace to me. These are kids, man. They just want to play football. I see nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with these kids wanting to find a way to play football. Yeah. Like, it's, like D said, for the, for the kids who won't be able to play against, it's, it's kids on Nebraska team that probably won't even make the NFL. It's, it's Whole conference. Uh, Nebraska has a, a, a young head coach and a, 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 a great future, and they want to play football. For you to say they need to be kicked out of the conference, you're wrong. Those comments that you made were not right. I wish you wouldn't have said those things. It made me hot. You know, I really could go in on you, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. But, man, it's, it, 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 it hurt. I, I'm a big college football fan, and to see these kids not be able to play and fulfill their, fulfill their dream of their last seasons uh, of playing college football, it sucks, man. Yeah, Desmond Howard, shut up. Just shut up, bro. Like, sh- shut up. Like, I, don't, I ain't even hear what you said. I'm going off what my boy Black say. I don't really need to hear what you said. But if you said those things, man, shut up, bro. And I like you, Desmond. I like you a lot. You, want, you probably my favorite guy on college game day. But shut up, bro. Shut up. That's unnecessary. And that's not nothing that we need from you right now, bro. Nebraska's just trying to find a way to play because they want to play. Notre Dame found a way. Hmm. They joined the ACC for one season just so they can play. So, hmm. Desmond, how shut up. But all in all, like you said, black man, it's the safety aspect of it, man. I think it's different with NFL. Well, yeah, I think it's different with football and basketball. The NBA, excuse me, was able to bring all these teams in and keep them in one place. All these players, they keep them in one place. Can't do that with football. You don't have, a, you don't have an area big enough. There's nowhere you can send all of these schools to one spot and create a bubble and do the testing. Like you see it with baseball. Now, they've gotten it under control lately. But when baseball started back, they, they still traveling. They're going to other teams. And you had an outbreak with the, the Marlins. And then you had another outbreak with the Phillies. Like, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? But it seems like they got it under control now. But that's going to be the case with football. We're going to see it with the NFL this year. We're going to yeah. see it in college football. We're going to see it. You know, it's just going to have to take people to do the right thing. I love what Trevor Lawrence said. Trevor Lawrence said he understands the importance of this. Trevor Lawrence understands that I'm going to go to practice. I'm going to do my classes, whether it's virtually or whether I'll be in uh, a classroom and then I'm going back to my dorm or well I don't think he lives in the dorm but he's going to go back to where he lives and that's where he's going to be you know he's he, that's what he said I believe Trevor Lawrence he looks like a responsible 20 year well 19 year old mm-hmm. he just does but there's a lot of kids who ain't Trevor Lawrence no there's not you got some hot shot freshman wide receivers and cornerbacks and defensive tackles they can't wait to get to Tallahassee they can't wait to get to North Carolina they can't wait to get to wherever they gonna be going to school at so they can see what that college life is about and them gonna be the boys of test positive (laughs) 
You know, so it's yes, kind of different there, man. But it does suck. We're not going to see the Big Ten rivalries, Michigan, Michigan State. I know my daddy is hurting. Like, my pops is a Michigan fan. He a Michigan fan, and it's killing him. No, it's killing him that he's not going to see Big Blue. He's not going to see Michigan and Ohio State. He's not going to see Michigan versus Michigan State. He's not going to get to see Penn State and Ohio State. He's not going to see these big games, and it sucks. You go out to the Pac-12, not no USC, no Oregon. You know, no UCLA. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get that pageantry, man. Out west, we're not gonna see it, and it sucks. It does. But black, I say this, man. I'm about protecting these people. We have to protect these people, man. And if the president of the Big Ten, president of the Pac-12, believe that they don't think that's gonna be possible, then they did the right thing. They did the right thing, and it looks like we're going to get ACC, Big Twelve. The ACC releases their schedule tomorrow. We'll talk about that more next week with Cedric Farr. And Freddie Bricks with the SEC fraudulent schedule. But at least we got that so far. And, yeah. you know, we'll see how it goes, man. But it does suck. It does suck that we're not going to get it. But we're going to talk more college football next week. We're really going to get into this SEC schedule that releases on tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to get our partners, uh, Cedric Farr. We're going to get Freddie Bricks to comment on that. I know y'all been missing Fred. Fred will be back here soon. You'll be hearing his. Uh, rant smooth. We're gonna be getting smooth back here since the playoffs have started. So your favorite personalities will be back on the sports desk uh shortly. All right. So real quick, man, we're gonna transition to the WWE. And Black, there was a unique story that came out. And uh before we get out of here, man, we're gonna talk about that real quick. So let's see what we're gonna do. Let me play what kind of kind of record we're gonna play today, man. Let's show you boys some love. Dang. No, that's not it. I'm tripping. Hold on, man. Let's get this right. Let's get this right. Let's get this right, man. Let's show your dog some love real quick, man. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Shout out to the New Age Outlaws, man. Shout out to the New Age Outlaws, man. So real quick, Black. Story came out. Brett the Hitman Hart's been doing a lot of talking, man. And he has some type of interview or something getting ready to post out. WWE Network is doing some things uh, on him and the Hart family this week. They got a nice piece out there. Owen versus Brett. Great storyline. You can go visit it and watch it on the WWE, WWE Network. It's a real dope piece. I started and I have to revisit it. By the way, me and Black are watching WrestleMania. Uh, five right now. The Mega Powers explode, and currently we have Ravishing Rick Rude defending the Intercontinental Championship against the Ultimate Warrior with those clean black boots. Check out the Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, Black. Bret Hart came out and said, at the time where Vince McMahon and the WWE brass was trying to find that next star, who was going to be that next guy to put on top, it was conversation of Triple H. It was conversation of The Rock. Vince then decided to go with The Rock to push him first. Shawn Michaels and Triple H, from Bret Hart's mouth, said that they were doing all they can to put a stop to that, to really out The Rock of the spot that the McMahons saw fit for him. So, Black, when you hear this, we know Shawn's history. Uh, arrogant, flamboyant guy in the backstage. Undertaker hated him. A lot of these guys hated Shawn Michaels. He just got on a lot of people's nerves. He was like a bad stain on a white t-shirt in the back. Mm. But when you hear this, when you hear that in real life, 
Shawn Michaels and allegedly Triple H were doing all they could to derail the Rock's stardom. How does that make you feel, man? Man, I don't like that. Yeah. I think those two guys just trying to they see this see this young up-and-coming kid mm-hmm. and can potentially put them out of the spotlight. You ain't going to call it what it really is? You ain't going to say what it really I'm is? I'm going to let you say that. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll yeah, say I'm going to let you say I'll that. I'll say but it. But it's a lot of hate. It's just a lot of hate. Yeah. You know, uh, Vince McMahon saw it, and I think everybody knew at some point when The Rock was with Nation of Domination, this kid could be something special. Absolutely. And knowing the type of person that uh, Shawn Michaels was and Triple H was, they don't want their spotlight to be taken. Right. And, you know, I remember you was telling me when we was talking about it, like Vince McMahon didn't even look at Triple H as a... Main eventer. Main eventer or a headliner Not type a of person. Guy. No, you know, and didn't. that was built up from being with Shawn Michaels yeah. and all that. But I know when, when you see something great coming, some people just don't want to, no, no, I don't yeah. want that. No, I don't want, mm. I don't want to be, I don't want my spotlight to be gone because you want this, up, this you want this kid some, who potentially is going to be great yeah. to come and, you know, take my shine. Yeah. You know, but that was wrong with Shawn, man, to... Do that to the rock, man, and like uh, I, I, I did not like that when we was discussing Yo. it, and to hear that, Yo. you know, it kind of, it kind of gives, gives me pause Yo. to think that Shawn Michaels would stoop that low, would stoop that low, yeah, to out the rock. You know, what if, what if that really happened? We would have been robbed of greatness. <laughs> man, been robbed of greatness. Man, man. And this, and 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 I'm and I like Shawn Michaels. I'm yes, not, I, yes. I, I don't hate Shawn. Shawn Michaels is one of your favorite yes, wrestlers. Yes. And to know that he did this is kind of make you look look at him different a little. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and and I and I think that, and I'm happy that it didn't go that way. Mm-mm. I'm happy that Thank we. God, this man was smart. Exactly, and I'm happy that those that stuff that came out that Bret Hart put out didn't happen. And um, Shawn Michaels, man, come on, you got to be better than that, man. I. Uh, I'm pretty sure you was hope you maybe was dealing with something. I don't know what was going on <laughs> with you. You just wanted to be in the spotlight, and you know your time was coming to an end because the great one was on his way. <laughs> yeah, man. So look, it could have been a couple of things, and I love Shawn Michaels. He's one of my top wrestlers of all time, if not my favorite wrestler ever. If not, he's the, to me he's the best in ring performer that I've ever seen in the ring. In ring, in ring. But guess what? Well, take the back. The Rock is my favorite wrestler ever, but Shawn was the best ever in the ring. Could have been a couple variables here, so I'm going to start. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, great friends. Great friends. Shawn Michaels saw something at Triple H and brought him in. They formed D-Generation X. Triple H wasn't getting main event time. Triple H was barely winning championships. Triple H wasn't doing anything to move the meter as his old character. You know, he just wasn't, bro. Then we seen Triple H start to get some movement when he joined D-Generation X. He started to talk more. He got rid of the old greasy Connecticut millionaire look. And he turned to this grungy, rock and rollist type cool guy. That was a transformation. The Rock had a transformation too. He came in as this corny kid from the University of Miami. Wet Jerry Curl, third generation star under his father, Rocky Johnson, rest his soul. Third generation superstar, Chief Peter Maivia. The Rock had his story too. but. The Nation of Domination happened, and it was immediate with The Rock. You've seen him turn himself into basically a gold or a diamond. You've seen it right before our eyes. So Vince in the background doing their thing, they say, hey, we think we're going to push The Rock. We think we're going to push him, think we're going to push him. 
And for Shawn Michaels, if this is true, because we know Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels ain't the coolest. If this is true, it does make me feel a way about Shawn Michaels back in this time in 1998, 99, 2000 uh, uh, years. It does make me feel a way. It was it because The Rock was a black man? Was that the reason why? That we've never seen anything like this? Now, if you know your history in wrestling, there's only been two black WWE champions. And you know who the first one was? The Rock. Do you want to know who the second one was? Kofi Kingston. Do you want to know what the gap was between The Rock and Kofi Kingston? Almost 15 years. Mm. Almost 15 years. So to go back to that, and I'm not going to shy away from it. If Shawn Michaels at that time had a problem with a black athlete taking the reins of being the face of wrestling, then shame on you, dog. I lose all respect for you. But, black, do I believe that? I don't. This is what I really believe. I believe Shawn Michaels wanted his friend to be next. Shawn Michaels wanted credit for bringing up a new superstar to introduce the Vixen Man to be on top. And anybody besides Triple H, he didn't want it to be them. So he's going to do connive, cut corners, do everything he can, spread rumors about The Rock, which Bret Hart said he did, talk bad about The Rock and his family, which Bret Hart said he did. Say Sean did all of these corrupt things because Sean ain't squeaky clean. Mm. And that's what the story is. So I look forward to seeing a full interview from Bret Hart. But thank God Vixen Man got his own mind and he walk on his own two feet and he don't listen to nobody. And like Black said, we weren't robbed of greatness. We seen pure electrifying greatness with rock with the rock for however many years he was in the wwe this story is fascinating it is and i look forward to hearing from Shawn michaels i look forward to hearing from the rock even if he says anything because rumor is that sean and the rock don't like each other they never have liked each other and the rock has quoted i'll never respect Shawn michaels never he's a great talent but i don't respect him so me as a fan i want to know more about that story so if any of our listeners out there know more Please let me in black know. Yeah. Because I love when real life comes to the surface when we're dealing with this, uh, with the WWE and WCW, whatever. And this is an intriguing story that we've been hearing about throughout the years. We've been hearing about it. So, you know, whatever this Bret Hart interview leaks, you know, I'll be paying attention to it, man. So we just want to put that out there and kind of let y'all know, man, that's a real deal story. So real quick, black, does Randy Orton win the WWE championship? Does he knock off your boy Drew McIntyre, the legend killer? Been no. on a roll here. Does he win the title at SummerSlam? Uh, mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Randy on the road, man, so I'm going to say yeah. Yes, sir. I'm going to say yeah. Yes, sir. I've been saying it for quite some time that somebody is going to break Ric Flair's record. And I thought it was going to be John Cena, 16-time world champion, which is Ric Flair. John Cena has tied it with 16. No one else has 17. Nobody. Randy Orton is the closest. He has a 14. 14. He's at 14 world title reigns. He needs three more. This is the perfect opportunity for this belt to change hands with McIntyre and Orton over the next couple of months. This is the perfect rivalry. I'm glad they did it. I have been calling for Randy Orton for the longest. And I told Black not too long ago, I said, bro, watch SummerSlam. It's going to be Orton and McIntyre. And I know you like McIntyre a lot, Black, but Orton getting that belt off of him. <laughs> he getting that better I'm predicting that right now We're going to get more On the SummerSlam As we lead up to it But right now Here at the Sports Desk I got Randy Orton Taking care Of Drew McIntyre And becoming a 15 time 15 time World champion So real quick Black You know he's back right mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's back. And he's raising hell. And we're going to dig more into this, man, as we go through. The Fiend is back. And the storyline with Braun Strowman and him is beautiful. I love it. The three phases of Wyatt is gorgeous. Adding Alexa Bliss in, by the way, which is Braun Strowman's real girlfriend in real life, is Alexa Bliss. He really dates her in real life. I love the element of it all. And I love how Braun Strowman is losing his mind over this whole thing. He's cut all his hair off. He's bald. Alexa Bliss is seducing the fiend. I love what they're doing here. This is the perfect storyline. Now, I hope they add a stipulation to this match at SummerSlam between these two. But hey, we'll see. But I love that he's back. And we're going to be talking a lot more The Fiend and Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss as we get closer to SummerSlam, which is probably, I think, about a week away. That's some other stuff to talk about, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll just leave it there. I, I, I really like this storyline. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's keeping you intrigued. It's great. It's you, know, you need them. Yeah. It, they, they, need they, them. they getting this right with They them. need them. To see, uh, to see the Fiend and see uh, Bray, I mean, to see Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman in that type, how Braun Strowman been going crazy. We haven't seen this out of Bray. Well, we have seen this out of uh, Braun Strowman uh, before, but not like this. This is different. This is you different. Know? So it's like he have to go, he know he has to go to a different place to deal with the fiend. And he's doing and, it. And, and, and on Friday, the, the switch, when he picked up Alexa Bliss and the lights went out. Yeah. And it seemed like he dropped him and the fiend was in the ring and then he was on the camera. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> they got something here. They got something here, man. So yeah. I'm intrigued by it, man. I'm I'm going uh, to pick up on SmackDown these next couple of weeks leading up, man, because it's been really good. Yeah, absolutely, man. We look forward to it. We be getting back into our WWE bag here shortly. All right, man. We're going to get into some other news, and um, we're going to get out of here, man. So just a couple things. It's not really much for other news this week, man. We talked about Travis Kelsey and um, George Kittle getting paid over the weekend. The top two tight ends in the National Football League did get their bag. Kittle not a highest paid player in the National Football League. Travis Kelsey not far off by like $3 million, like we said earlier, for him to save cap for the Kansas City Chiefs to keep their talent. Uh, the Boston Celtics, they extended Brad Stevenson. Uh, No-brainer, duh move. You know, you keep him. I don't see Brad Stevenson not being a coach of the Boston Celtics for a very, very long time. And what I expected did happen. Alvin Gentry was relieved of his duties with New Orleans Pelicans. I think around the league, we've been hearing it. Those young players need a different voice. Gentry is a great coach, but I don't think he's a coach for that group. Will Gentry get another shot at being a head coach? He might. But he's still going to be in the league. So I like how the Pelicans did it. They really, you know, relieved them. They decided to part ways instead of saying he was fired, which ultimately that's what he was. But the two front-running candidates for this job, Ty Lue, Jason Kidd. Those are the two coaches that the New Orleans Pelicans are looking at. And also, Jason Kidd and Ty Lue are apparently the front-runners for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Black, do they keep Jacques Vaughn? Does Jacques Vaughn keep that head coaching job? And stay with the Brooklyn Nets. What you think about that, man? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him. He seems like he's a good coach. I like it, man. I like him. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it. Do you? I do you think they want to see how he does in this in the playoffs in his first round? Or I think, he, think that's kind of too much. I think he's done enough. Yeah, you think, okay. With the group that he has, how they've responded? Oh yeah. I, I like what he's done. Okay. But you know it's gonna come down to Durant and Irving. Yeah. You know they're gonna have a lot of input. And, and I know they like Lou. They love Lou. Yeah. They love Lou. 
So it'll be interesting to see, because Kid's going to be a head coach next year. Tyrone Lewis is going to be a head coach next year. Just going to see where they end up. So we'll see how it goes. But that's pretty much all we got, man. Uh, that's all we got in the other news. Uh, other than that, man, it's been an explosive week. Uh, Black got anything else we get One out of here? One more thing. Football listeners, and I forgot to tell D about this. If you want to want to get a glimpse of what's going to go on in NFL, Hard Knocks has started. They're covering the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. They're covering two teams this season. It kicked off last Sunday at 10 o'clock. Mm, y'all want to tune in because it is good. Did not know so that. So if y'all want to tune in to some training camp behind the scenes, Hard Knocks covering the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Dang, Black, why you ain't remind your home, boy? I the hard knocks is going on, man. I just forgot, bro. I'm sorry about that, my Dang, boy. Dang, now I got to go catch up, man. I, I didn't even know it was out, man, and I love you that one, show. You one episode behind, bro. Okay, I'll get caught up. I'll get caught up. So, so that's what's up, man. Hard knocks. You know, we'll be talking about that, of course. All right, man, so that's pretty much it for the day, man. Episode 71, man. Great show, man. Felt good getting off, man. Me and Black, you know, kind of set the tone for a couple things, and we know we'll be hearing from you guys. And all of our listeners, man, y'all hit us up, man. Talk to us, man. Top five. Start with your cut. You know, y'all hit us up, man. Let us know what you think, man. I just want to shout out one of our special uh, supporters, man. Shout out Larry Bird, man. Well, not the Larry Bird. I think that's his Twitter name. I don't want to mess up his name all the way. You know what? I ain't going to do my boy like that, man. Let me get my boy uh, his full Twitter name just in case y'all want to holler at him and uh, say what's up to him. Well, you know, not that Larry Bird, all right, man, on Twitter, on Instagram, man, he is a big supporter of Reduce Lunch Everything, Reduce Lunch Sports, Reduce Lunch the Podcast, the music, the the YouTube, everything we got, man. We just want to show you some love, bro. We thank you for all your support. Yeah, man, the, shout out to you, man. Yeah, the retweets, posting all of our shows, man. He's a Jacksonville native, man. So shout out to you, bro. Like, we really appreciate all the support. And not only from him, but everyone else, man, who shows us love, retweets our shows, talks to us interacts with us man we really really appreciate it man but you can catch us at reduce lunch sports on instagram you can find me Dedrick hicks jr on twitter and instagram y'all holla at me and y'all can find me on twitter and instagram at black nl3 man y'all hit me up man let's talk about this top five on twitter let's get this thing cranking back up with our with our top five yes sir man so uh nba ready playoff ready laker ready lebron ready it is playoff time sports is gonna get real ignorant Sports is going to be real live and energetic, man. It's going to be a fun, fun time over the next two months. Talk about these NBA playoffs, man. We are so excited. Also getting ready for college and NFL, too. So y'all be safe. Y'all be easy. Take care of yourselves, man. And we'll be back next week for episode 72. Y'all be easy, man. Yo. Maybach music. Maybach hey, this music. is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot.